For more information, visit shoutcast.com. Hi, this is Steve Sansweet, and you are listening to Star Wars on the Left. Cyclan.net, c'est... Les toutes dernières actualités sur l'univers Star Wars. Plusieurs dossiers sur la saga. Des événements et rencontres entre fans. Un énorme forum de discussion. Une radio web à contenu 100% Star Wars, incluant une ligne ouverte en direct. Plusieurs concours ouverts au Québec et en Europe. Et bien plus encore. Ne résistez pas à la tentation du côté obscur. Cliquez sur le www.citlan.net. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Transmissions. Communication disruption can mean only one thing. Here they come. The coordinates tractor beam is pulling us in. You may fire when ready. Commence primary ignition. And welcome to Star Wars on Direct, everybody, who's joining us tonight for this uh, very special show. Uh, we're here live from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. That's right, we're French Canadians, we're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're here with uh, Brian, who's going to be my co-host tonight. Hello, 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 hello. And of course, our producer, Danny, how you doing? Hey, everybody. So, Danny's the one who pays for all of this. Thank you very much. No problem. <laughs> so, um, that's the crew presentation, mainly. Uh, we're probably going to be joined later on by a nice fellow named Wookie Mart. Mm. And uh, I'm, I'm sure the ladies will, will love his voice. Oh, yeah. Barry, Barry White is not dead. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the voice lives on. <laughs> uh, so, tonight we're going to be talking about the uh, Dark Forces games in the Star Wars universe, mainly the, 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 the series of it. So we're going to need no, your, head, your help uh, on the chat, and uh, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Uh, there's also going to be a news, se news section about Star Wars kids in parts, and uh, for those of you who heard about this guy, somewhat. He's from here, apparently. You knew hmm. about that, Brian? Yeah, I heard about that. Okay. And... Um, That's about it. Uh, we're going to also talk about a little bit about the events coming up uh, in general North America and a yep. uh, little bit over overseas in Australia and uh, where else? The uh, Great Britain there? <laughs> that British. Oh, that place where they get the accent like that, you know? Yeah. 
Don't forget the hyperspace segment. And of course, uh, right after this, uh, the first musical break, we're going to be starting with an hyperspace segment. So all of you who don't like spoilers, do not worry. We will be warning you and explaining everything about how the hyperspace segment works out. And you'll see it's very, very technical and complicated and all, but you'll get the hang of it. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to let Brian go on uh, how to contact us because it's very easy. You can act- This is a live internet show. And it's also interactive. So we need you. If you're not there, the show's not going to be as good as it could be. Mm-hmm. So you have to actually go where Brian will tell you now. Okay, you can contact us by phone, 1-514-942-1138, outside Montreal area. And inside Montreal area, it's 514-942-1138. And on the chat room, you can go to the main site, which is http www.starwarsondirect.com. And by email, it's studio at starwarsondirect.com. By MSN Messenger, it's starwarsondirect at hotmail.com. By AOL, it's Kit Fisto, with a zero, not a zero, not an O, JC. <laughs> and the webcam is on the link in the main page. That's right. Say hello to the webcam, guys. Hello. And the other thing you might want to you might, you might help you, uh, going to the website and everything, it's that... www.swendirect.com And uh, very easy It means Star Wars live in French, you know We've got like this Yep Delusion, Delusions of grandeur Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> explain all that <laughs> Would you like to tell us about yeah. that, Danny, please? Well, we're, uh, we're, we're at here. this part Oh, yep. so, hey, okay <laughs> Uh, a little turn. note from the producer. That's, that's right. me. So, hey, everybody. Uh, I would like uh, to talk a bit about our English show and what's involved in running that kind of program. First of all, I'm not the main host simply because of my accent. So, that's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, na- uh, first off, uh, why keep the French name Star Wars on the Well, I like the name. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you pay for it. Yeah. So. <laughs> it has a, a delusion of grandeur kind of sound, which I like. There was also the cost of getting another domain name for our English portion of the website. Just for the heck of it, I didn't think it was worth it. Second, Star Wars on Direct is a live show, so there's bound to be occasional problems, server problems, connection problems, power outage problem, equipment tr- problem, and mishap from the host and me. <laughs> Especially me. No, no, no. A uh, live show also implies a lot of simultane- simultaneous listeners connected to the server, and that's a big load on the bandwidth. People working on the internet knows that bandwidth is very expensive when you reach a certain level. That's why we have sponsors, commercial. You may not like it, but we need them to support the expenses related to bandwidth. We also welcome PayPal's donation if you think our show is worth it. A live show is also partly improvised, so there's no editing at all. That means that there could be spoilers and coarse language slipping out of the host at any time. But don't worry, we usually warn listeners when a spoiler-filled segment is coming up. You may notice that the sound quality isn't that great. That's because we're broadcasting in mono. So listener using 50k modem can listen in. It also creates smaller fi- files to download from archive page, a definite plus if we consider bandwidth. Keep in mind that we are not professional DJ, far from it, even if our show has a, car- a commercial style. Don't worry, we'll be getting better with time. We're still learning a lot even after 36 show in the can. We hope you, you will enjoy the show. 
Now I would like to thank some people that made our English show a reality. First off, thank to, thanks to our French-speaking fans. If it wasn't for them, Star Wars and Trek wouldn't be broadcasting anymore. Uh, they don't speak the same language that most of you, but believe me, we're all the same. Uh, I would like to thank the Force.net for the publicity they made for us in the past, even if our show wasn't that known. It was very appreciated, and we hope they continue to support us. <laughs> uh, thanks to the Digital Llama Boys for their original radio show and the support of the fan audio community. Thanks to Steve Sansweet. Why Steve Sansweet, you say? Because the interview he made with Star Wars and Rick was the turning point in the history of our show. And uh, because of the visibility and credibility it gave us as a French-speaking show. You wouldn't probably never heard of us if it wasn't for this guy. Thanks to Chrono Radio's very knowledgeable Nathan Butler, whose passion for Star Wars fan audio kept almost single-endedly this medium alive after the demise of Jedi Talk. He now runs the website StarWarsFanWorks.com, dedicated to fan audio production. And of course, last but not least, Victor Meyer and the Jedi Talk crew, who inspired me to create this show for the French community two, ye- <coughs> two and a half years ago. Unfortunately, Jedi Talk is now off the air. Unfortunately, Jedi Talk is now one with the Force, but they will never be forgotten by the fans, no matter if they are light side or die side. Ooh, that's Ooh. nice. That was a word from our producer, Danny Pepin, who actually is the guy like who puts all, all out the money for it, and like it's incredible. That guy does almost everything, but we're just we're just talking, you know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we're all talking. He's all he's all the making. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, as of course, I, I'm going to keep on a, a little bit about this uh, where we come from uh, part. Uh, back, in the, by, back in the end of the 90s, there was this great show called Jedi Talk that came on the air, and they were live and discussing uh, different type of matters. They were actually interviewing authors, much like we do, we do in our uh, French version. And you can actually listen to the interviews if you have missed them. They're all in our archives, and they're all in English, so you can listen to them, and you'll understand everything. Don't, don't be afraid. And uh, we don't encourage you to download during the, during the time we actually hear because of bandwidth problems, as Danny was explaining a little earlier. So uh, take it cool. And I'd say it was about three years ago now, soon, soon, soon enough. It's going to be three years pretty soon. In 2001... We uh, Danny actually came to me and he said, "You know what would be cool if we were to no, I, if we were I, to I, actually do a radio show." Yeah, <laughs> no, I said to you, uh, "Do you know what is Jedi Talk?" And I said, "He told me about Jedi. I never heard of those guys, you know." And he told me there are guys doing an internet radio show and everything. And he said, "That would be cool if we were to do this thing in French." So then he contacted the guys from Jedi Talk. He talked about having a French version of the show, and the guys at Jedi Talk mm-hmm. were really cool about it. And it's not until the Star Wars, the second Star Wars celebration, though, they realized how big the the Star Wars Sounds Direct show had, had actually become. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was pretty cool because I'm actually now a member of Jedi Talk, and you are too. You just don't have the T-shirt. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's it. The um, the 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 great thing, the the sad thing is that show had to actually go off air for many personal reasons of uh, all the crew uh, Darian Lars and Cal Tanis you know they all, they all had to go on with their lives so they followed the George Lucas faithful advice, advice and they got a life <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now they're doing great just a lot on them they're doing great and we're going to be doing just as great as they are pretty soon because we decided to carry on the torch and take the show to the English version so you can all 
actually have a voice again in Star Wars fandom that everyone can hear. And as we were saying earlier, you can actually call us by phone. We don't have an 800 number uh, that's toll free, but hey, I mean, you know, we ha we all have to it do our parts. It doesn't cut cost very much uh, that's it. to, to talk to us five minutes. And of course, you can always use 10-10-987. <laughs> I thought it was 10 10 220 Yeah. You, you got you got different different kinds. companies. Yeah. 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 If you listen to Fox, it's ten ten nine eight seven. If you listen to ABC, it's ten ten two twenty. So, <laughs> so yeah, and uh, we decided we actually decided to start the show, and uh, we've been improving ever since. Started with uh, real microphones to uh, headphones and headsets, and now we're almost professional. <laughs> almost. We still almost. do. Uh, <laughs> we still have errors and everything. That's okay. <laughs> It comes with the job. Even professional DJs do it. And of course, any of this show would be possible if it wasn't from SimpleNet, our host. So with SimpleNet, you can obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or quite simply a space to put your personal website online. You can join them at www.simple-net.ca. Go by their website, email them. They'll give you great prices and great bandwidth. Trust me, they're an incredible team. On this, on this note, we're going to go to a real short break, and uh, we shall see you right after this break, and let you know a little bit more about this infamous hyperspace segment.
Oh, crap. Prepare to jump into hyperspace on my mark. All right, stand by. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct. This was the hyperspace segment intro you've just heard. And that's mixed by, by uh, the brother of our producer, Francois. And uh, he's great. I mean, uh, j- you, got, you just got to stay till the end of the show to, a- to hear one of the greatest remix you've ever heard in your life. It's, the, it's, it's actually PG-13 from Flock Authority to Star Wars. <laughs> There's no censorship on the show, so. That's it. You gotta be careful with that if, if we get like any parents listening. <laughs> I oh. wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Some Star Wars fans are parents after all. <laughs> okay, so basically, here's what's gonna happen we have a 10 minute time frame in which we're gonna be talking major spoilers from the hyperspace uh, website from StarWars.com. And uh, we also, we're gonna warn you when we're gonna start this hyperspace segment. On the chat, the people actually have a two-minute two minute delay or something like that, and they're going to be warned by the host that uh, they can actually... Uh, th- that the hyperspace segment is going to start. When it begins, from the point of beginning t- till the end, there's ten minutes in between. And during these ten minutes, it's full spoiler. So if you're spoiler-free, don't listen in. <laughs> That's the word. Don't listen in. After that, you can pull up the volume without being afraid. There will be no more talk of spoiling of spoilership during the show in itself. If it does, we're sorry. It's an accident we didn't mean. <laughs> so we're about to start the the hyperspace section, the hyperspace segment. If my assistant co-host Brian would actually post it on <laughs> on the chat, and we're starting now. And you gotta learn how to type with a keyboard, my friend. <laughs> I cannot type. <laughs> I, know. I know this. Okay, so basically, what happened in the uh, Star Wars universe into the hyperspace in the in the Fox Studio of Sydney in Australia? Plenty of things actually happened. Uh, there were three discussions in the past two weeks. There were there was actually one discussion with uh, Trisha Biggers. There was there were two discussions with Pablo Hidalgo from the Star Wars website, and there was one discussion with Ryan Church. Uh, on August 26, there was a really big reunion at uh, the, the the Fox Studios of the, the uh, market marketing department, and it's it it was pretty crazy on that webcam that day. It's incredible. We had uh, some other mini movies by uh, John Nolan and Rob Coleman who did uh, the um, Return uh, the 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 Cheddar Strikes Back and Return of the Swiss. <laughs> they have a thing for cheese, I think. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they do. <laughs> I, I just hope that episode 3 will not be as cheesy as their movie. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's quick thinking. <laughs> so, speaking of Ryan Church, um, one thing we can tell is that every ta- every, everybody during, uh, since the beginning of the discussions on StarWars.com hyperspace is definitely, are definitely sure that the third movie will be the best of all the six movies. But didn't they say that about Attack of the Clones? Yep. They I said that about I think Phantom Menace. Yeah, I think they said that too. Oh, it's going to be the best. It's going to be the best. Yeah. And they're hyping up the movie. So. Yeah, they're hyping it up, but I'm, I'm thinking that they might be shooting themselves in the foot by the same time. I just hope they don't. <laughs> so, uh, what we're going to see in Episode 3, uh, if we take a look at uh, what Ryan Church, uh, he's uh, the concept supervisor of uh, design and artistic department for Episode 3, yeah, we're gonna have, uh, we're gonna see an old idea from Ralph McQuarrie brought back to Episode Three, which is a planet with a lot of wind on it. 
and probably mm. and probably lava and mountains and stuff like that. <laughs> We're also going to see uh, Tie Fighter prototypes. That's going to be cool. I just can't be. Go- you just can't go wrong there. <laughs> One third of the action of the movie will be actually happening on new planets, and that's going to be really cool. We're going to see an actual Clone War fight. Uh, a ground, a ground battle. A ground battle. That's I thought it was going to be in the water. There's going to be one in the water as well. That's like parts of the third of the movie. It's going to be pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, he doesn't... Ryan Schertz didn't want to actually tell what his favorite concept was because it would be a really too much major spoiler, so probably George would, would kill him if he was to say something. Probably Vader. <laughs> Maybe something like, you know, I do not fear. That doesn't be so cool. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of concepts of Attack of the Clones that, are, that had not been used again. And uh, but you know that's okay. He ca- George George decided to actually ca- keep them for for episode three, but they they, they chose not to use them after all. Uh, he liked Ryan would really like to actually do some concept for the Star Wars uh, comics of Dark Horse. That's something oh. I really want to see if they're gonna actually get the contract in 2005. <laughs> I just can't wait. I hope Dark Horse again maybe. Yeah, because they're really good. I mean, I don't have anything. I don't have any complaints. Uh, are we going to see Clone Troopers in Episode 3? Of course. And uh, are they going to look very different from uh, Attack of the Clones? No, they nope. won't. Because they're still Clone Troopers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, we're not go- we are going to see new medical droids. We are going to see a new place on Naboo, which is going to be pretty cool. Maybe a Sith Temple or something. Sith Temple? Yeah, something really... F- no, no. Palpatine's... Uh, retreat? Retreat, yeah, Palpatine's maybe. Palpatine's retreat. Like in Star Wars Galaxy, maybe. Yeah. That would be cool. We're going to see something very funny on Coruscant, actually, and that's firefighters. Firefighters, <laughs> <Okay>, yeah. <laughs> firefighters Woo-hoo! of Coruscant, I mean, you, gotta, you can't go wrong with that. You just have <laughs> Will they have, have a really cool suit? Because then we'll get 501st with firefighters. Red 501st. Oh, 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 no, the, the, it's, it's only the, like, the hydrants the, the to go to, okay. from the, for, to the fire hydrants on the top soil of Coruscant <laughs> up to the eyeliners. That's, it's, it's just silly. <laughs> Uh, we are going to see a concept prototype of the X-Wing. My, my, my Z-95? I don't... From the EU? The Z-95 Adunter? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Well, isn't Although it, it does look like it. And isn't there a sketch going around? Yeah, with the Jedi Starfighter mixed yeah. with a TIE Fighter. Yeah. yeah. And you can see that on theforce.net. <laughs> <laughs> and, there's, and there's another one, I thought. They're, they're a red one. Red kind of looks like an X-wing, I saw. Yeah, you, oh. you you can you can take a look at pretty much uh, a couple of drawings, but they're not they're not so cool. All of them, you know. Some are, some yeah. are great, some are great, but some some others are not too bad. Uh, what Ryan Church told us about Yoda species is that we're not going to see anyone else but Yoda from that particular species, and they're not going to tell the name. No, we will never know. The we'll n- never know the, the name of the whales. species. Come on, people! It's the whales. Grow up. <laughs> 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 so one of the discussion was pub with Pablo Hidalgo was really was really funny. Uh, the, the one one sad thing though is that Joe Castanu will not be in the movie. Uh, she's the uh, Jedi librarian from Coruscant, and she will not be there. Uh, Nick Gillard actually filmed his cameo in the movie. I hope he's going to be a Jedi. Uh, Anakin will uh, will save Obi Wan's life, but Obi Wan's actions are essential to the events that are actually putting an end to the end of the Clone Wars. Ooh, ooh. This is like major spoiler stuff. Uh, Ian McDarmon is gonna stay till the, the last day of uh, of shooting, 
and he has many, many scenes to shoot with Aiden Christensen. So big, big surprise. Figures. Yeah, you know, <laughs> figures. <laughs> uh, one thing that's, that's also cool that we heard from uh, Trisha Biggers was that both Ian McDiarmid uh, as Palpatine and uh, Jimmy Smith as Bail Organa will have uh, different new suits, different new costumes that we didn't see in Episode 3. And some of these suits... For Jimmy Smith, for instance, are looking just uh, are looking a lot like the suits of Imperial officers. Uh, officers, yeah. and you can actually see some on the, on the website if you take a look with a big magnifying glass. On the webcam, <laughs> if, if you're a member, if yep. you're a registered member to Star Wars Hyperspace. Yep. Uh, the characters of, of uh, the uh, extended universe will not be Tron or Shizor, so I'm thinking we're probably going to be introduced to her in the Clone Wars comics on uh, the, the Cartoon Network and the Hyperspace website. Maybe the comics? Mm, I Books? Not sure about but, that. But uh, I, th- I thought they said, they said it w- wouldn't be a Ventress. Yeah, they also said that later on. That's the thing. So, so uh, it's getting it's mm, getting Disinformation. Mary Jane? That would be so cool. Oh, Mary... No, no <laughs> she would be too young. She, she would, would be, be like one or two. Yeah, that's it. Who knows? Who knows? Uncle Palpatine, Uncle Palpatine, can I get a sucker? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) come on. Uh, Palpatine will be more present than Sidious, but the the later will be present in episode... will be more present than in episode 2. So we're going to see Sidious (laughs) in episode 3. You only had uh, one scene in Attack of the Clones. That's it, you know, so it's not (laughs) not that tough to beat. The reason for which Obi-Wan is now called Ben will be explained, but we don't know exactly why Obi-Wan chose Ben as a name. Who knows? Uh, we will see Paisal Argenti in the movie with a new look. He has absolutely no dialogue, but uh, we're going to see the end of this character. So probably a Jedi is going to die. Yet again. <laughs> uh, most of the, of the actions that actually happened uh, around the webcam and around the set after that uh, was concentrated on the duel between Anakin and Obi-Wan. And it was so difficult and so rough for poor Hayden Christensen, <laughs> our fellow Canadian from Toronto, that he actually had to have an early weekend uh, this Friday because he, would, he hurt his leg during uh, one shoot and uh, he just couldn't do the shoot on Friday. <laughs> is, is that a hint to what's happening in the... It could be. In the combat? You know, yeah, but... Uh, you know, we actually heard from uh, the Force.net spoilers... He lost the leg. That he, he, lose he the loses leg. the leg. And we're going to see, like, bad burns on it all over his body that Star Wars... Well, maybe PG-13. Yeah, the scar, the, the scar on his head uh, would be from his hair burning up. Yeah. That would... Oh, ouch. <laughs> that, that must hurt so much. <laughs> and uh, everything else we, we, we actually saw on the webcam, apart from uh, on August uh, 26th when we saw everybody coming around the, uh, the conference room and uh, J- uh, John Null doing his cheesy movies, uh, we basically saw the construction of a set that looks like a platform or a walkway to some kind of shallow space, closed space, and we're seeing that and they're just like putting up the blue screens and the blue mats and everything. That's, the maz- the, that's a major construction we've seen in the past few, few weeks. Uh, other than that, Nothing much. Yeah. I can't say. I can't say anything else. Uh, we'd like to thank Bunny Girl from StarWars.com, who's actually <laughs> staying all day long in front of that webcam <laughs> and telling us what we miss. <laughs> because it's always fun to go home at night, you know, and just take a look at what she said. And, oh, that's what we missed. Okay. So uh, what we ha- what how we much time do we have? We still have about 15 seconds. <laughs> so what we know is that the the, the principal shooting will be finished around uh, September 18th, and uh, that 
there will no, be no Botans in episode 3. Too bad. Too bad. And that's about it for the actual hyperspace show. There you go. Oh, this is bad. $9.59.99. Oh, man. <laughs> Must be a sign. <laughs> so there you go. So welcome back to our uh, other listener who just decided to tune back in. So you can put, out, put it on the chat that spoilers are, will be over in about two minutes. Don't forget, guys. And, uh, okay. Just chat uh, during that minute. That's it. You can talk about... The one thing we ask you not to do is actually not talk about spoilers, spoilers in the main chat room. So, Xai, please ret- re- refrain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> There's another... Uh, you can uh, open another chat room... Uh, You can actually go in my room number one to to talk about spoilers if you're yeah. if you if you want. But there's not enough people on the chat today, so too bad. Well, we got we got about like one, two, three, four, five, six people on the chat today. That's kind of cool. And you have to remember something for those of you who are listening at this They're show recorded in the recorded version. This is a live interactive show. We're gonna ask something to Zai a little bit. Well, actually, we're gonna ask him no. right now so that we have the answer when we need it. Uh, Zai, would you rather have us resume the stories of Dark Forces or actually read the story from the, the source, tales. from the sources we got them from, the Time Tales from the Force.net? So you have to let us know if you rather have us read it or resume it. And I'm gonna go on. <laughs> So that's that's the main subject that we're going to be coming into the stories and Star you Wars did, video uh, games. You did want to tell something before uh, we go to the main yeah, subject. Well, we're going to go to the, to a, a small short break, maybe. Mm, not no? before, okay. no. But uh, you, I'm going to introduce the main subject. Okay, no, but you, you did. Uh, you wanted to tell something just before the. It was about something. That's right. It was about yeah. It was about our friends at Star Wars Fanworks. Because those guys are actually hosting everything audio, almost everything audio, of course, that has been done for in the Star Wars fandom ever since the beginning of Star Wars audio fandom began. Um, we have we we all remember probably Star Cooper Bob from Jedi Talk mm-hmm. with his addiction to blue milk and his Canadian friend Lewis, but <laughs> but uh, that's nothing compared to what is about to come in the in the in the, in the next couple of years. Uh, we have the guys uh, from uh, the guys from from Star Wars Fanworks is actually oh, nope that's not it. <laughs> As we said, live show. It's always fun. Okay, there we go. And um, yeah, the guys, the guy who actually are behind Star Wars Fanworks is none other than uh, Nathan mm-hmm. Butler, mm-hmm. who's the host of Chrono Radio. Yep. Listen a lot to that show, uh, Brian. <laughs> no, just Star Wars Unscathed. <laughs> oh, you should listen. It's a great show. It's a great show. You should you should actually listen. And there's a funny thing about today's main subject because we were actually doing the research for it, and we found out that Nathan actually talked a little bit about it in one of his of his uh, previous shows. But we decided to actually go on and actually concentrate on a particular su- main subject in the in those uh, in those in the stories of Star Wars video games. But before we start. We actually have to do a little introduction of what Star <laughs> Wars Sunset is. <laughs> Put it Go on. back to the patient. No, the right. other one. No. Go back. It's, it's a PC. I'm not used to it. Yeah. <laughs> we know. You're we a know. Mac user. No, the other one. Down. Underneath it. That's, that's it. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's confusing. I know. <laughs> isn't it? So, ladies and gentlemen, we have a little back history about our own Star Wars on Direct, and we wanted we wanted you to know about it. 
just before, uh, just uh, Go ahead, a little welcome to uh, Chewbacca J. Hey, Chewbacca. Chewbacca Joe. Hello. Chewbacca Joe just joined the, the chat room. How you doing? <laughs> so, <coughs> hearing truth. <laughs> In 2001, after the demise of Jedi Talk and before the rise of Chrono Radio, the fan radio revolution took its next steps in Canada, where a group of French-Canadian Star Wars fans joined together to create a Star Wars fan, Star Wars on Direct, the world's first and, as far as we know, only French-language Star Wars fan radio show. Since September 2003, Star Wars on Direct began its biggest challenge yet, making another show in the host's second language, English and recapturing in their own way part of the legacy that made Jedi Talk a great show. Star Wars on Direct, which translates into English as Star Wars Live, is a live web-based radio show where the hosts discuss different subjects, make reviews and interviews related to the Star Wars universe. The listeners are welcome to participate live during the show in their chat room or by interacting via the phone, email or the message board, boards, both in French and English shows, are usually two to three hour longs and, we, and aired live separately on the same day. We want to tell you that our show is uncensored. Oh, yes. Kill censorship! <laughs> What's the longest show you've done? Five and a half hours. Five and a half hours. Straight. And what was the subject again? Star Wars Galaxy. <laughs> wow. Go, go... Go listen to the archives. They're really good. Yeah, it's, it's, it was a really long show, but it was a really great show, mm-hmm. too. Uh, to, to give you a little idea of people we actually interviewed in the past, there's none other than Steve Sansweet, head of uh, marketing and publicity at LucasArts. Uh, Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm. <laughs> LucasArts. See, she got to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> because today... In our show, we have a live, we have a well, we live didn't mention it. pre-recorded interview with none other than the producer of Knights of the Old Republic, Mike Gallo. He also worked on Star Wars Galaxies and Republic Commando, so he's going to tell, tell us a little bit about this. You're going to hear this interview a little later in the show, right after this main subject. And now we're going to go into the main subject. <laughs> this is the stories of Star Wars video games and their impact in the... Uh, Expanded universe, if any. Um, we're going to be. Uh, Our main focus is Dark Forces. Yeah, that's it. We're going to be talking mainly about Dark Forces because. Nathan Butler, our friend, told, told us a little bit about the uh, intervention, intervention of uh, Star Wars video game stories in the EU. Yeah, in the continuity. That's it. That's episode number nine of Colonel Radio, available to download at StarWarsFanWorks.com. There you go. Uh, so one of the, the one of the main things that inspired us to actually come up with that subject was the Inside Star Wars Insiders number 65, with a nice little uh, <laughs> Darth Vader on him, and we also had the, um, the the idea of talking about Dark Forces in particular because that's one of the greatest series of game that has been made ever since uh, all the games began to make. To, to, to be created and we're up to over 40 games I believe it's uh, 44 with uh, Star Wars Galaxies so and then there are a ton of games that have come out after Star Wars it. Galaxy so we're, we're talking about 46 we're, we're going up to the 50th uh, game of uh, LucasArts pretty soon we'll have to celebrate that yeah we must <laughs> the, uh, the 50th show for sure well no for the, the 50th game of uh, Star Wars okay. of uh, LucasArts okay okay so uh, as we asked Zai, we actually got went to uh, theforce.net and uh, we downloaded their Time Tales files, uh, written by Chris McElroy and Michael Potts, and uh, we dis- we asked our fans listening to us right now, which is basically Zai, 
and Chewbacca Joe. And Chewbacca Joe. He entered the chat room a little late for the decision. So. Who are and Phil? Hey, Phil. Hi, Phil. Who are actually listening to us and participating with us in the chat? So. We're going to be reading the... Um, <laughs> Raven on the chat. <laughs> the, the show uh, doesn't have censorship. And he said, uh, except the interview with Lucas Arts. We will tell a little bit yeah, about that. Yeah, that's it. We'll, we'll, we'll call the story about this later on. So we're going to be reading the actual time tales about Dark Forces right after Brian tells a little bit about how to get online with us. Okay, you can call us by phone 1-514-942-1138. That is outside of Montreal area. For inside Montreal area, it's 514-942-1138. Um, the chat room, uh, by the link on the main menu of StarWarsOnDirect.com. By email, studio at SWOnDirect.com. By MSN, SWOnDirect at Hotmail.com. AOL, Kitfisto, JC. Webcam, link on the main menu. That's right. And remember that it's, it's Star, Star Wars on direct. It's www.swendirect.com. And it's Kitfisto for the AOL user. It's Kitfisto with, an L, with a zero instead of an L. Exactly. That's it. Okay, so here we're going to go on with the Dark Forces series from Time Tales. It's going to be a little storytelling right now. We've got four games to talk about. There's the fifth one coming out in uh, September f- 17th here in North America and uh, September 19th overseas in Europe. So I'm going to do half of it and I'm going to, d- I'm going to have my friend uh, Brian read the other half. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> he seems so happy. So it all went, ba- went back to 1995 when we all had computers that were basically 486 with 8 megs of RAM. <laughs> And we didn't know, and we we never thought we would be using uh, gigabytes. uh, Computers uh, running with DOS. That's it, computers running with DOS. Ouch. You know, this was bad. Air 32 uh, sound cards. That was fun. (laughs) It was fun. I mean, you have to type all the commands in. That's so cool. So LucasArts decided to actually follow the steps of Doom and come up with their first uh, first person shooter. game and they did that introducing a really cool character called Kyle Katarn and uh, the story of Kyle Katarn goes as follow the Reb- Dark Forces Soldier of the Empire the rebel base of Sulan is attacked by the Star Destroyer Vengeance under the command of Captain Tron Kyle Katarn's father Morgan is murdered by Lord Jarek Katarn is told shortly after graduation that rebels were responsible, but soon learns otherwise from rebel Jan Ors and decides to leave the Imperial Army and begin work as a rebel sympathizer freelance agent. And you also have to realize that Kyle Katarn actually went to the Imperial Academy under his father... Because because his father told him so, <laughs> and uh, in honor of his father, probably that's it. Well, and also because if you want to become a great pilot, I guess that's the only school you can actually officially the you only school <laughs> the the only official school you can actually go to without being shut in the back, <laughs> something like that, you know. So Calcutarn decided to actually become an independent bounty hunter hired by the Rebel Rebel Alliance. Steals the Death Star plans from an Imperial vault on Danuta with the aid of Rebel agent Jan Ors. As the plans, engineering schematics, are forwarded to the Alliance, a strike team on Toprawa, led by Bria Terrain, which, is, which happens in the Ansolo trilogy, intercepts a second set of plans bound for the Imperial vaults. The second set contains everything else about the Death Star. 
before they can get it to the alliance. However, the Toprawa system is put under imperial restriction, which led to the event that we can actually listen to in the uh, Star Wars radio drama. Yeah, which and is a and great in the piece. And in the graphical uh, in the novel. graphic novels yeah. of Dark Forest. It's the same story. So Calcutarn, having tasted life, both in the Empire and the Rebellion, is not, is not yet ready to commit it to a new cause. Needing some time to order his thoughts, he heads to the Rim Worlds, where he spends most time mingling with smugglers and, and pirates, acquiring further skills of sabotage and subterfuge, which make him the Rebellion's most effective covert operative, if he decides to join them, that is. Han and Leia are wed by Mon Matma, but the two are separated when the Empire attacks the base, the New Republic evacuates Yavin which is, in the events, a little bit short after uh, the, the first Death Star was destroyed. Then we head on to Dark Forces 2, which was Jedi Knight, and not the official first Jedi Knight game, but one of, the, one of, the, one of those we like to think of, you know, like the prequel. It's like Jedi Knight Zero. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> The Dark Lord Jarek finds and murder Master Q-Ran, but not before leaving of Morgan's Katarn's knowledge of the Valley of the Jedi. On Nar Shetta, Jarek droid employee AT-88 orders Kyle to decipher disc found at Morgan's home on Sulan. Kyle refuses, and after a long fight, takes the discs from AT-88. Wounded, he, lists, he is taken by Jan to the Frigate Mercy, where the disc is partially deciphered. While recovering, Kyle receives a spectral visit from Ran, who tells him that he must take up the way of the Jedi and prevent Jarek from finding the valley. After being advised by Luke and Leia, Mon Matma decides to let Kyle seek the valley, but orders Jan to keep a sharp eye on him. The search begins at Sulan, where Jarek has already stripped Katarn's home of the map. Kyle finds his old droid, Ouija, <laughs> and, the f- and the lightsaber left from, it from him by Morgan, Rand's lightsaber. He tracks AT-88 and the map to Baron's head, where he fights and defeats Jarek's youngest apprentice, Yan. He allowed the, the, the shocked young man to escape. AT-88 escapes to Fuel City, where he is destroyed as reward by Jarek apprentice Gork and Pick. Kyle kill, kills them and takes AT-88's head, with a, which has a copy of the map. Returning to the farm, Kyle learns of Jan spying on him when Luke's arrived to check up on them. The two are able to reconcile and grow closer. You know, Kyle, Kyle taking the head of AT-88, that kind of reminds me of uh, Johnny Mnemonic. You know, they wanted to get, like, Johnny's head yeah. with the info in it. <laughs> That's kind of funny. As Jack arrive at Rusan and begin the survey, wiping out the, ho- the Soul settlement, Luke and Kyle defend the rebel dreadnought New Hope against attack at Milligro. Afterwards... Kyle talks his way into a covert mission to Rusan to free the spirits within the valley before Jarek can. Making contact with the settlement survivor, Kyle and Jan make their way to where Jarek has constructed a tower by the valley. And we can tell that... Uh, is that a fact? Rusan is from Tales of the Jedi. Yep. Isn't that fun? Oh, yeah, no, it's not from Tales of the Jedi. It's actually from Jedi vs. Set. Oh. That's the thing, okay. <laughs> Got my no, but it's mentioned in Tales of the Jedi. Probably. Uh, I've read them a couple of times and I don't remember. Mm, maybe. I don't check in the essential, gu- essential guide to chronology. We're going to double check that. <laughs> so, one of Jarek's lieutenant, Yun, is lured away from dark side of th- by the spirit of Ran and decides to help Kyle, even though it costs him his life. Jarek turns t- the tables and uh, Jake's Jan, Jake takes, Jake's Jan takes Jan hostage. 
trying to turn Kyle to, dark, to the dark side. He fails. Even after Kyle kills Ma, and after killing all of his subordinates, Kyle's face off with Jarek at the art of the Valley's power. With the Valley's power already in Jarek's hand, Kyle uses his power to seal him from the Force, leaving, his, leaving him vulnerable. A lightsaber duel, duel later, Jarek is dead, and the spirits of the Jedi are free. Kyle carves statues of Morgan and Ran in the Valley as a memorial, then sets out on a, on a new life with Jan. Isn't that cute? Kalkatarn going out with Jan Horse. Lucky bastard. <laughs> when Mara Jade decides to continue her Jedi training, Talonkar loans her the Shrike, a modified income Alpha 52 prototype never developed for the open market. She seeks out Jedi Knight Kalkatarn, who agrees to train her. For some reason, he actually became a master. Mm-hmm. He actually became a master. Yeah. So well, in the um, essential guide to chronology, it's more like a mutual exchange of information that they describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the chronology uh, came out before uh, the, the, the comic book the uh, actual, uh, uh, explaining the the Battle of Ruzan. Uh, yeah, okay. The chronology yeah. came out before the yeah. six comic books. Okay, the the Jedi versus. So so Sith, it yeah. doesn't say where it's from, but yeah. Probably Jedi versus Sith. In, yeah. in Jedi versus Sith, there is it, it, it's actually the story that is told. I'd have to check out the the actual name. But of the th- book. there was probably a, a reference somewhere else be- because this book came out before the, yeah. the six. Uh, Del Rey's beautiful uh, ultimate guide to the Star Wars chronology. Essential, Essential chronology. chronology guide. Okay, so we're gonna get into the first Jedi Knight game now, which is Mysteries of the Sith, and I'll have uh, our my friend uh, right here who uses Max. Tell us a little bit about uh, Jedi Outcast afterward. <laughs> <laughs> so in the Mysteries of the Sith, we, are, we actually get the chance to play as Mara Jade, which is really cool because she's like one of the coolest characters in Star Wars. And also the lovely wedded wife of Luke Skywalker. On the New Republic base of Altair V, Captain Kyle Katarn is deterring Mara Jade in the ways of the Jedi. But when a pair of asteroids park themselves in Altair orbits and begins bombing and landing troops on the base, Kyle leaves Mara behind and steals a shuttle to one of the asteroids. Stealing an assassin's rifle, he sneaks into an Imperial base and makes his way to the asteroid core, using, it, using its own weapon to destroy the second asteroid, and then rigging the coolant system to blow as he escapes on the shuttle. When he returns to the base, he tells Mara goodbye. On the asteroid, he spotted references to an ancient temple on Draman Kahas, and a temple the Empire does not want people to know about. Mara's on her own. You know, that that's probably what... I don't want to use that word, but messed her out. Okay. <laughs> that's probably what, what, what messed up Mara a little okay. bit, you know. A short time later, Mara is sent to the palace of Kapadahat on the order of Mon Matma in return for amnesty. Mon Mothma wants Kappa to deliver badly needed supply to the Republic. Nevertheless, the parent of Kappa wants nothing to do with friends of Skywalker, Jabba's killer. Mara sneaks into the palace and confronts the hut at gunpoint. It's a standoff, until Kappa offers her a job as a sign of good fate. A rival, Takara, has stolen some eavesdropping equipment. If Mara can return it to him, he will, he will help the Republic. Mara travels to Katrassi spaceport to find Abron, Lieutenant of Takara, Habern leads Mara to on a long and ultimately futile chase throughout the spaceport, as he soon learns when she ca- when she's captured and thrown into Kara's dungeon. She breaks out only to find herself in the Rancor pit after defeating the Rancor. She makes up with the GCT Kappa mentioned, 
and meet with his men at Stakara North Dock. Kapa keeps his word and lets Mara have the supply. <coughs> Jedi Knight Mysteries of the Sith continues with Marajad when Marajade is actually put on babysitting duty during protecting the Jedi Alacron on a Corvette. The Corallian Corvette. Mm. However, pirates with a frigate and, and an interdictor yank the Corvette out of hyperspace and makes off with the, Alacron, with the Holocron. Maris tows away on, the, on their frigate, which brings her to the base of Kerobani, an arrogant crime lord who loves collecting rare artifacts. She retakes the Holocron and escapes to the Republic. She has not heard from Kyle in quite some time, and so she travels to Druman Kahas herself. She finds the presence of the Sith almost overwhelming, as she has to battle guardian statues, Nagri Vonks, and even a dark version of herself. She is put through the gauntlet, out only to find Kyle corrupted into the dark side by the temple's influence. He puts her thought, he, pu- he puts her through another gauntlet, then faces her in a sa- lightsaber battle to the death. Mara spots a mural on the wall of the temple that provides the key to saving Kyle. She shuts off her lightsaber and offers her life to him. Kyle finds he just cannot murder his friend in cold blood and returns to the light. The two leave Draman Cass and return to the Republic. Despite her stepping down as a New Republic Chief of State, Mon Matma maintained enough an unofficial role as leader of the New Republic Intelligence. Having been out of sight since the Emperor's death, former Imperial Navy Admiral Galak Fiar reappears and joined with the Imperial Remnant in the Outer Rim, he begins a quiet build-up of forces in the region. You know, they tried and they tried and they tried, but they never quite got it. They, they were, it was a split of power. Yep. They couldn't decide. Uh, the Emperor. We miss <laughs> him, don't we? <laughs> Cal Katarn, despite being one of the original 12 students at the Jedi Academy, is still struggling with the pull of the dark side. Thus, he is relieved when one Matma, now working with Republic Intelligence, offers a job to him and Jan Hors. They are sent, posing as cargo haulers, to investigate reports of Imperial Remnant activity on the ice planet Alzac Tree. They discover a bustling base and are forced to fight their way out. But before Kyle can join Jan at their new ship, the, Raven, the Raven's Claw, he is attacked by a mysterious Darksider who feels weird. Kyle defeats him, but just barely, having had enough of fighting the dark side in more ways than one, all the time, Kyle decides to simply leave the ways of the Jedi behind. He hands his lightsaber to Luke and rejoins the new Republic Intelligence Service full-time, working alongside Mon Mothma and Jan Hors. Need some water? <laughs> That's okay. I need to take my breath here, guys. Yeah. Okay. The trader visits the Jedi Academy, bringing with him a possible new student named the San. This reptilian creature was born in a world that didn't know of the Force, and thus he grew up an outsider, feared and hated by his people. Luke Skywalker agrees to train him, and the San becomes a Jedi student. The San grows increasingly cold and severe as he trains at the Jedi Academy. He begins belittling his fellow students, belittling. Thank you, belittling his fellow students and arguing with his teacher. Finally, he snaps and falls to the dark side, killing a student during a training session. He was too weak to be a Jedi, did he say, and fleeing Yavin 4 to some unknown parts of space. Um, I know. Okay, you skip it? No, that's okay. Okay. So, I'm going to pass on to Brian now, because right. now that we know what the bad guys of uh, Jedi Hotcastle are, 
you can actually take on from here. And that Where was are we? We're right here. A salvage operator working for the New Republic in the Endor system reports the New Republic intelligence that several wrecked Star Destroyers in Endor space have been stripped of their armor, shield generators, and power cores. Meanwhile, on a routine patrol to Faida, <laughs> Rogue Squadron sights an Imperial Sentinel-class shuttle near Cairn that slips away into an asteroid field. Disturbed by this, the rogues head into the deep core to look into the connections between Emerald Horsk and a rogue Imperial ship banding together with the warlords in the region. On the behalf of the New Republic Intelligence, Cal Katarn deals with a group of Imperial recruiters on Tatooine. He learns that the Imperials are searching for four senators, and he grumbles to the New Republic Intelligence head Mon Mothma, next time you have a mission dealing with the Force, leave me out of it. Skywalker is your on-call Jedi. When follow-up team checks out the, the Imperial base, they find Katarn has wrecked it and slaughtered virtually everyone. Katain, uh, Captain Loftus asks Mon Mothma to prohibit Katarn from future intelligence missions. Lando Carrison, who hadn't been hadn't been seen around Cloud City for years, suddenly appears at the New Republic Senate and asks for an augmentation security forces on Bespin. Why he doesn't ex- he doesn't explain why he doesn't explain exactly explain other than vague warnings about criminal syndicates, and the Senate refuses his plea. The New Republic in- intelligence force investigate and and uh, blah blah. <laughs> Remember, people, that's a live internet radio show. <laughs> <laughs> and other garbage collecting deal with the Rilo Baruk, a Grodian gangster who has apparently gone straight. See Little Claws for concern at, Claus, at Cloud City. A large party of Artusian crystals is discovered at the mining colony of Arturus Prime just after the discovery is reported. However, all contact with the, con- with the colony is lost. At the same time, several very weak encrypted messages are sent from the former Imperial base on Kejim and intercepted by the New Republic Intelligence Forces. Translate, translations of these parts in the message are audible indicate that Grand, uh, Admiral Gallic Fyarn is the intended recipient. The words, Valley of the Jedi, and Reborn are heard. At the same time, a ship is sent to investigate the loss of contact at the Arturus Prime mining colony itself goes missing. Alarmed, Mon Mothma contacts Kal, Katarn, and Jan Ors. Next page. Ah, Kyle Katarn and Jen Ors are on their way to sub- to the supposedly deserted Imperial Communications outpost of Ketchum. A strange mission has gone, has come from there. Transmission. Mon Mothma contacts them on their sh- their ship, the Raven's Claw, with a partially translated version of the message. The message mentions Admiral Gallic, Finard, the Valley of the Jedi, and Reborn. Deeply disturbed by this, the two land outside the Imperial base and shoot their way in. While Jen works on the hacking the base's computers, Kyle investigates the rest of the, outca- the outpost and finds disturbing indications of biological experiments involving glowing green crystals, Artusian crystals. Returning to Coruscant, they are debriefed by Mon Mothma. She tells them that the New Republic scientists have deduced crystals were being used in an attempt to artificially imbue a person with the power of the force. The dead subjects are of, a, of the experiments on Kejim were miners from Artuis Prime, a mining base that recently ceased all contact with the Republic. Mon Mothma orders the two to check on Artuis Prime out on an, an assignment 
Katarn is uneasy with. You know I don't like messing with this forest business anymore. She offers to double his usually fee. And he, and he finally accepts. One hyperspace trip later, Kyle and Jen are at the mining installation. They find it crawling with Imperials. They find plenty and plenty of dead miners that were experimented on. Kyle wrecks the installation and frees the remaining living prisoners, giving them the chance to take out their Imperial repressors. Kyle returns to the Raven's Claw and finds the reptilian creature waiting for him. A creature with a red lightsaber. Dum, 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 dum. Thank you. <laughs> Jen has already been dragged aboard the adjacent shuttle and by the creature human's female par partner, Tevion. Kyle fights the creature, who calls himself Master Dasan, but is hopelessly outmatched. His own force powers atrophies th thanks to years of disuse, and he has no lightsaber of his own. Laughing and jeering all the way, Dasan leaves Kyle a broken, bloody heap on the ground. Then he adds the ultimate in insult to injury. He orders Tevion to kill Jen. Kyle hears a the swing of a lightsaber, Jan's scream of agony, and then the son's mocking laughter as he boards a shuttle and leaves Kyle sprayed on the ground. When, when <laughs> he's <laughs> yes, sound effects brought to you by Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's when he's well enough to walk again. Kyle storms off in Archer's Prime on in the Raven's Claw costume, consumed by grief and rage. You want a worthy adversary? I'll give you a worthy adversary. Any comments? No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's first stop in is Rusan and the Valley of the Jedi. He is met by the ghostly specter of his father, Morgan, who urges him to let go of his anger, but does he really think is how Jan wants to be remembered? Ah, much better. <laughs> Kyle ignores him and steps into the blinding emergencies of the valley, re-energizing himself with the power of the force and skipping years of retraining he would have needed to he would have needed otherwise he then bleh, hailed tales to oh okay to Yavin 4 and the Jedi Academy where he demands Luke to give him back his lightsaber Luke doesn't give him it easily he asks that, uh, that uh, Kyle do some tests and he proves himself worthy uh, very easily um, Luke urges him to let go of his anger before he just before it destroys him. He's the only one who knows where the Valley of the Jedi is. He could become unspeakably powerful if he falls to the dark side again. Kyle, to prove his trust, he's trustworthy, gives Luke the coordinates to the Valley. Luke, in turn, manages to track Dasan's shuttle to, Nar to a Narshada crime lord named Rilo Baruch. And Kyle heads to the Smuggler's Moon in an Academy vessel. And that particular smuggler is a big, fat Rodian. <laughs> There's no other way to describe it. He's a big fat Rodian. Uh, and that's the one we see uh, okay, uh, when uh, we play uh, that's the one multiplayer? That's right. That's the one uh, Space Dragon used to, okay. used to play with. Uh, okay. Kyle finds Baruch uh, not as easily as he might have thought. There are Rodian snipers everywhere, and Grand and Weekase thugs all over him, too. He finally manages to hitch a ride on one of Baruch's garbage haulers and reaches the hideout. Finding, fighting his way through the garbage processing area, he finds his way into a detention area. He's surprised to find Lando Calrissian in a cell. Lando explains that Real is running a min mineral smuggling ring through the Cloud City, and Lando tries unsexually to persuade him to give, him his, give, to give up his employer. It turns out that to be the son. Kyle then makes his way to Rilo's office, but the crime lord gets away. Kyle sets Lando free, and the two head to the Lady Luck. 
The ship is kept on the launching pad by Rilo's forces. Rilo himself appears to, to kill the two. Kyle blows him away with the yacht's cannons, and the two take off for Cloud City. Lando Calrissian Cal uh, contacts the New Republic base on Celeste and fills them in on the situation. He is told to strike. He is told a he's told a strike unit will meet them at the city. Kyle infiltrates the city through the lower levels in an attempt to reach the sun before a strike strike unit can can scare him off. Lando lands on lands up top and recruits a few of his old guard friends and tries to trap the Dark Jedi. After a protracted battle with the Imperials, uh, as well as lightsaber-wielding thugs with force powers, Kyle finds Notasan Batavion. He gloats. She gloats that when Kyle went to Rizan, Dasan followed and, these, and used the Valley's power to infuse force to hundreds of his followers via the Artusian crystals. These reborn Darksiders will form the army that Dasan will use to conquer the New Republic. A raging Kyle beats her down and force chokes her in the air, ready to throw off her off the platform to her death. Desperate to save herself, she reveals that she didn't kill Jan. She, mu- she made it look like she had. Dasan wanted wanted Kyle mad enough to run to the valley. Kyle didn't believe her. Think, what do, you th- what do you really see? What do you really hear? What do you really think he'd risk one of the only two people that knew where the location of the Valley of the Jedi? She tells him Jen being held on the Dasan's warship, the Doomgiver, in the Linico asteroid belt. Kyle finally lets her go, telling her to pray that your, ma- that your master... W- bleh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that I find your master before he finds you. He tells Lando to go warn Luke about the incursion in the Valley of the Jedi and sets off to the, for the care installation. That's right. <laughs> so, Ksai, uh, next time before uh, deciding uh, between uh, <laughs> uh, a part of the story or all the story, <laughs> we'll have to do all the story next time. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, what we know is that we've been introduced to this really cool guy called Kyle Katarn. He used to be an Imperial officer, like Biggs, and he became he became an, a rebellion ha- agent, like Biggs. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't get killed at the, at the Death Star uh, assault, yep. like Biggs. <laughs> <laughs> so now, what we have is a really, really cool storyline put in four games and soon to be five games, but I'm not sure if we're going to see too much of Kalkatarn. I'd say he'll be like Luke was in uh, Jedi Outcast. Just kind of there, but not really quite there. Yeah, he's going to be there and he's going to be like, okay, go do this, go do that. It's actually like, I'm your combat trainer. Yeah, that's it. Since that's what he became after uh, Jedi Outcast, uh, he became the actual uh, combat combat trainer for uh, the Jedi Academy of Yavin 4. New Jedi Academy. Yippee! Did you finish the... Yeah, we're done. Unless we're missing no, a page. No, no. You're missing a page. <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't stop. Uh, we didn't go there. Yes, he, he, he goes back and he, he goes to the Karen installation where he meets Luke. That's it. Right? That's where we are. Uh, okay. You were done? Kyle, well, you were uh, <laughs> never <laughs> a failure. Uh, we didn't yeah. go there. Give me that. Where were you? <laughs> point. Good point. Okay. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> so w- we got to start here. That's right. Joys of life. He runs into. Okay. He runs into Luke as he battles <laughs> reborn warriors. Jedi tells him, check Rusan after, right after Kyle left Yavin and ran into the Sands and his followers. He notes Kyle seems less angry and is relieved when told why. 
Sometimes even a small hope is enough to defeat the dark side Kyle. Kyle tells him that resistant to that Relo was smuggling something called cortosis to the sand and fire. Luke's recognizes it as a mineral resistant to lightsaber blade. The two split up. Luke to find out what's being done with the cortosis, Kyle to find the docked Doomgiver. After Hazardous journey to the installation one that leads to the base uh, into the base reactor's complex, Kyle comes upon the end product of the Sands and Fire's work, the Shadow Trooper. Force-powered, lightsaber-wielding, cortosis-armored warriors. Basically, badass with a lightsaber. <laughs> In short, the ultimate anti-Jedi warrior. Thankfully, Kyle is strong enough and skilled enough to defeat the Shadow Trooper he encounters and find his way into the Doom Gap. On a monitor, he, spot, it's, he spots Luke's and the sand battling. The Jedi outcast managed to beat Luke back long enough to reach the Doomgiver himself, undock from the installation, and roar into space. Following an, or, an earlier suggestion from Luke, Kyle hunts down the communications array on the monster's ship and contacts Rogue, Squa- Rogue Squadron. The rogues lock on the ship's signals and pursues asking Kyle to disable the shields. He agrees, but says he has some unfinished business to, to deal with first. He searches for the detention block, gets there, and finds Jan alive. Weary, but alive. After a welcome kiss, Jan tells him that the sand has picked a new target, the Jedi Academy. Ooh. As she speaks, the Doomgiver comes out of hyperspace over Yavin 4 and starts shooting our, out dropships. Kyle is... Kyle as Jan rush to an escape pod while he goes to blow up the shield generator. He finds Admiral Galak waiting for him in a self-designed heavy suit of armor. An epic battle takes place, one that finally ends in Galak's death and in and the ship's disabling. Kyle jump in the escape pod with Jan and jettison as Rogue Squadron blow Doomgiver to bits. And that could also be bitmaps or whatever you want it to be. <laughs> ha ha ha. Ain't I funny? Uh, I guess. Okay. <laughs> The pod lands in a canyon on Yavin, some distance away from the Academy. While Jan heads toward the Academy hangar to join the rogues in fighting the Sands Air Force, which used to be where Luke actually uh, got out from to go blow up the first Death Star, um, Kyle heads through a thick swamp for the Academy itself. Along the way, he gets used to an ATST against the Imperial and Reborn forces. He finally makes it to the Academy helps the Jedi students route the reborn forces, then heads into the innards of the Masasi Temple, where he had his earlier trial for final showdown with the Sand. The Dark Jedi doesn't believe he's been defeated until he can raise fire and his comlink. He urges Katarn to join him. I was wrong about you, Katarn. Your failure as a Jedi hasn't weakened you, has only made you stronger. You know in your heart that you'll never truly be one of them. Katarn reversed the huffers, how about the sign re- rejoined the Jedi? With a roar, the sign the sand attacks, but this time with his lightsaber and forces power and force powers. Kyle is a match for him. Finally, after a protra- pro- protracted duel, the sand is slain, and exhausted Kyle returns to the Academy and the loving embrace of Jan. Luke thanks Kyle on behalf of the New Republic, and Kyle notes that Luke must have known it would have it would it would take a fallen a failed Jedi to take out another failed Jedi. Kyle, you were never a failure. 
the music is, the fits mu- very well. You know, that's something that we got we, we to gotta tell you. On this show, the music provided by John Williams, thank you very much, John, uh, is always in good timing with what we have to say. Always. It's, it's, it's like a good magic. It's like good magic, you know. Luke then offered to take Kyle's lightsaber again for safekeeping. Kyle's decided he'll keep it. Jan says, ha, Linda owes me five credit because she had a little bit with him. He's not so sure about rejoining the Academy, though. First priority is a vacation for himself and Jan and Spyro. After that, we'll see. Luke gladly agrees, promising to be here when he decides. Cal and Jack walk away, arm in arm, with Cal giving the traditional, may the force be with you, farewell to Luke. Jan, now Lendo owes me 20. <laughs> the end, the at end. last. And, and then, and then... <laughs> That's and then uh, our and dear then? and then and then and then and then dude where's your car <laughs> and then Cal decided to actually rejoin the Jedi Academy and become a combat teacher combat teacher yep and then that's basically it yeah he we actually Jedi for the new Jedi Order that's it because mm-hmm. we hear of him in the Force Erratic tr- trilogy Remnant. Yeah, in the Remnant book. That's something really interesting about those authors, uh, Sean Williams and Shane Dix. They tend to go back to what has not been used in a really long time and use it. Oh. Uh, Truce at Bakura? Anyone? Tr- three yes. things. Truce at Bakura, Cal Katarn, Han and Leia in the NGO series. <laughs> <laughs> That's not... They, they were in the NGO series. No, they are in the NGO series, but, but at that time in the, in the series... Uh, the authors actually told us in, a, in one of our interviews, I believe it was the second one, that Analeia had not been used for a little while, and so they decided to actually put no, them no, back no, up no, no, into, no, their, no, into no. their books. Okay, hold on a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they were the uh, no, they were used to uh, to set up the, the Great River, the, the hyperspace uh, in Rebel Stand. I have Rebel Stand yeah. in my hand. Yes. Which they work together in this book. Enemy Lines 2, <laughs> written by Aaron Alston. Yeah, yeah, they they they, uh, they work together to set up the the Great River, exactly the, the hyperspace lane, so uh, the the Jedi could go on through the galaxy they without getting caught <laughs> by the Yuuzhan Vong. That's it. Okay. Well, they well it was to bring them that more than the uh, the more uh, yeah, but sensitive okay. side of the well, solos. Yeah, or maybe not. Uh, they were not. Probably not in the front f- front of the action. They were a backstory more that's than it. maybe that's what they meant. Okay. If you, if you're not sure, you do, do do just like we will do. Go to the archives, download the, the interviews with uh, Shane Dixon, Sean Williams, and listen to them. Yeah. Very interesting people. Very inter- interesting Hussies. So, how this dark forces influence the expanded universe? And it's actually fun because the only. P- major point of influence in the Star Wars universe of the entire Dark Forces series is the plans of the Death Star. That is yeah. the major... The common point. The major common point we can see in between the two timelines. Because all the rest is something that's happening in the back... in the backstory of the actual rebellion, the actual New Republic, and would it not be there, we wouldn't care. Yeah. You know, it's like... Dark Forces is some, some kind of FBI files you've never heard about <laughs> and that are coming out to the day. Exactly. Know? Or CIA files or DOD files or whatever you Americans... X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> They're X-Files of the, of the Republic. Yeah. Um, 
the it's as uh, my producer said uh, earlier in our French version of the show. It's a video game that most respect the continuity of the game of the of the games it's, uh, themselves and of the timeline of Star Wars, because you don't have anything that gets crushed too much, mm. which is fun because we see a lot of. Expanded universe crushing nowadays <laughs> <laughs> with the trilogy and everything. Episode three. Hmm. And oh, two? this is gonna be so bad. <laughs> the uh, Death Star. Yeah. Oh, no spoiler, please. That was an attack. Oh of the come clones. on, that was that was okay. an attack of the clones. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. We didn't say anything. Oh, okay. Don't assume things <laughs> because then you make an ass of you and me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what did we saw? We saw the graphic, the cra graphic novels of Dark Forces that were inspired by the first video game, which we, which was Star Wars Dark Forces, yeah. not even a Jedi Knight. And uh, it also, you can also have the presence of Kyle Katarn in tab in the fan film movie Dark Redemption, which yeah. is a five-part, 26-minute movie, if, yeah. I, if I remember well. Can so check, find the, the, check the second part. Uh, when Maras received uh, some kind of a holo disc f from yeah. Kyle Katarn, from and Kyle Katarn. you see Kyle Katarn in an hologram. That's it. But that movie is not part of the continuity. So, so it's a it's a fan film can yeah. that you can actually find on the the, fan, the Force .net fan films yeah. network. Uh, it's mentioned in the NGO series that I was saying in the, the Force Heretic Remnant uh, book briefly, but mentioned. Yeah. So, you know, they're still alive. Just like we have uh, major spoiler information that we will not talk about for the last book, The Final Prophecy, mm. by James Luceno, about the back cover of the book that brings us, that supposedly brings back someone else. Okay. But uh, that will be another show. <laughs> and also, you didn't mention that Calcatarn and Jarek got their official entry in the new essential guide to characters. That's right. So, if you have one mention in, tha in that book, Uh, you should. Uh That's pretty good. We're actually going to show to the uh, to the webcam the, uh, the the graphic design of uh, the of Kyle Katarn and Jarek from the new As guide to essential characters. The new essential guide to characters. I hope we will see it correctly. Oh my! Oh, wow, you're good, out. man. <laughs> That's a that's a white balance in need. Oh well, that's not too bad. You don't see it too good. We actually consider. I think the saber color is wrong, though. Yeah, I agree with He you. He has a blue lightsaber, from what I can tell, from the games. Yeah, yeah well. Whereas I this one is. We'll we'll make green. another show of that because we I, I actually have these that that theory about the lightsaber, the, color the colors of the lightsabers. Oh boy. Which actually holds up pretty good. So you know, I don't want him to have a blue lightsaber because blue lightsabers are for losers. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hey man, you you calling Ben? You calling Obi Wan a loser? Hey, he dies in in, uh, <laughs> in a New Hope. Everyone dies. Luke Luke loses loses his hand in Empire Strikes Back, and yeah. in Attack of the Clone, his father loses an arm. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay what about um, Coleman Trevor? He doesn't have a blue lightsaber. He dies. Yeah, but that no, you you gotta face the fact that blue lightsabers are for losers. That's like a genocide of, of, of Jedi's over there, but the blue lightsaber get 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 down first. Mm, I think we will have a what a, about Qui Gon? A, a big discussion on that. Uh, we'll have on, a big on, on that right. subject. <laughs> that's right. We'll have a big discussion. Well, actually, about Qui Gon. Okay, Obi <laughs> Obi Wan falls into the pit. Obi Wan falls into the pit, and then he kills Darth Maul with Qui Gon's lightsaber, which has a green blade. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah next show. Next show. Next okay, show. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll do this. We'll do this on our next show. Um, one of the things that's interesting also is that Calcutarn and uh, we have Mary Jade as well, and Grand Miratron and the Emperor's Clone from Dark Empire got all their own action figures. Yep. yep. And they're pretty good looking. Expensive now, but good. Yeah. They're, well, they're around uh, twenty dollars Canadian, so. Uh, more than, more than that. Marriage is than probably yeah, but near 50. Marriage aid, you know. Yeah, they're Marriage all. Marriage aid. <laughs> the I Emperor's remember. Hand. I remember buying the Luke dollar, Luke uh, expanded universe for eight dollars US, and I thought yeah. that was a great find. <laughs> well, it's not. It's not a bad find, but I don't. I don't. Believe, I don't like the the look of the uh, of the Dark Empire comics. The On a personal note. <laughs> the action figure is nice. The I don't like the art in the books. Yeah. yeah. And the guy who actually has a costume of the clone uh, emperor is pretty cool too. <laughs> yeah. um, one of the things that was mentioned during the, um, the 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 game, the the, the story was actually the Ro- Rodian snipers. Uh, I guess that's just proving the fact that Greedo shot first. <laughs> 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 you have to be the first guys to shoot, and holding snipers. That's, that's or, just or the they learn to shoot because Greedo died. Yeah, that's probably. I like that one better. (laughs) That's good too. We suck at shooting, so let's train a little bit. That's it. Let's get us like first, uh, first strike advantage. (laughs) And uh, well, that's actually bringing us to one really cool thing about the Jedi Knight to Jedi Outcast game, which is the multiplayer mode. We can actually play as Jar Jar Binks. So what you do is you you download the right skins, the right mods. Yeah, that's right. So what you can do is you can actually have your friends play as Jar Jar Binks and you can say Jar Jar Binks over and over right, and, and over and over and over and, over. <laughs> <laughs> and I have fun doing can it can you force a skin to a, an enemy in the yeah. game yeah. you, you yeah. can actually do that okay so you're alone uh, you all, all uh, against all Jar Jar Binks that's it you only have to uh, to actually host a server and it can be done okay which can be really interesting uh, if you ever if you've never played the, the, the actual game uh, I highly encourage you to go to the nearest land gaming lounge, land center near your place, or if you have a good enough computer, because it's... It's a, it's a demanding it's, game. It's a demanding game. Uh, get, if you got a good computer, get the game. It's really worth like playing, not only for the uh, one-player uh, side of the game, but for the multiplayer side of the game as well. And it's really entertaining. I mean, we played for hours. <laughs> Too many hours wasted. <laughs> Too many. No, they were not wasted. They were just having fun. Okay, so you put that spin on it. Yeah, you know, that's it. Remember the pyramid we did with the character? That's that's something incredible that the guys from Sitland.net did. And with some of of our friends from from some French website, I believe it was uh, Star Wars Galaxies uh, France. They actually built up a pyramid of eight people high. Oh, we were more than eight. Yeah, Yeah, but it it was eight people high. I believe. Not yeah, eight, eight, eight people I, but sometimes there were yeah, two aside. Yeah, two you, you had two asides. So, yeah, eight people high. That, this is bad, guys. <laughs> I, know, I don't know how we did it, but you know, we, we got did. a picture somewhere. Yeah, we have, well, I, still, I still have a it's, picture. It's on yeah. the uh, Seth Klein site. Yeah, I'm going to try sure to find it. I'm sure you can pull it up. Yep. I'm sure you can pull it up to, the, to our chat, because people can actually interact with us during our show. Brian? Yes, how to contact us by phone, 1-514-942-1138. That's for inside Montreal area, it's the same number. Uh, by the chat room, link on the main site, sw.com. Uh, email, studio at um, 
swondirect.com, by MSN Messenger, swondirect at hotmail.com, by AOL, Kit Fisto, with not, this, well, not with an O, with an zero, JC, and the webcam is a link on the main site. That's right. And how do you spell uh, Star Wars on Direct, Brian? S-W-E-N-D-I-R-E-C-T and dot com. And winner of our spelling bee, <laughs> Kit Fisto. <laughs> That's that right. shouldn't be. <laughs> that really shouldn't be. <laughs> That's okay. Man, I can't find it. Continue, the, I will find it. I will. Yeah, we're going to be continuing the, the, the show. Anyway, okay, so where are we up to now? Hey, look at that. People, it's time to take a, li- a little nice oh, little short break. So I'm going to try to find it. <laughs> I think I'll get it on my computer, so it's going to be easier if I do it. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Benny, yep. it's in the event mode. Okay. That's okay. We got it here. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're actually going to go to a small break, and uh, we're going to do that in about 10 seconds now. So you're listening to Star Wars on Direct. Please stay tuned, and we'll be right back after this short musical break.
And I'm Shane Dix, and we're the authors of the new Jedi Order trilogy, Force Heretic. You're listening to Star Wars on Direct.
and welcome back to Star Wars on Direct, a live web web-based fan audio show that you can find about every two weeks. It's interactive as well, and here's how you can contact us. By phone, 1-514-942-1138. By chat room, a link on the main menu, which is www.swendirect.com. That's right, as the Star Wars on Direct. Yes. By email, studio at swendirect.com. By MSN Messenger, swendirect at hotmail.com. By AOL Messenger, Kit Fisto with a, z- with a zero, not an O, JC. Webcam link on the main menu, which is www.swendirect.com. And uh, in fact, the webcam is uh, where you can see me in the middle, the producer is on my left, and on my right is uh, waving you a goodbye as uh, Kit Fisto. A goodbye. Near waving. waving you a hello, you know. It's like, like N- a hello. Near Yoda. Near Yoda, that's right. And we have uh, Vader in the background looking down on us, so we have to be very careful about what we say because sometimes he, try- he tends to get pissed, you know, and like kill people. He's behind the implant. No apparent reason. Mm. Yeah, that's it. That, that, that can be really bad. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're proud to bring you an interview with Mike Gallo. He was the producer of uh, the game Knights of the Old Republic. He also did plenty of other games for LucasArts, like Star Wars Galaxies, he worked on that. He worked on Star Wars Racer Revenge. He worked on Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. And he works on plenty of other games that I actually invite you to go check out this, this guy's bio, because he's a really great guy. He was actually featured in Star Wars Insiders number 65, for some reason, we just find out that, to, we just find that out today. <laughs> um, now we're going to actually aired the interview. Oh, we actually, I think we have a picture on the uh, We're going to try to show it. But uh, we're going to show, we're gonna show you a picture of, uh, of Mike on the webcam from the Star Wars Or just website. go to the swendirect.com website, go to the, uh, the feature page of our show, and you will see a picture of him. That's right, because the webcam isn't that good. <laughs> it's oh, trap. Poor guy. It's trap. <laughs> no, it's okay. I've seen worse. <laughs> I'm uh, not sure about that. <laughs> oh, trust me. <laughs> and Close the door. Yeah. So you just heard a car and transport passing right by behind us. <laughs> <laughs> These things pretty can be pretty noisy. Um, so we asked him a couple of general questions about him, how he, how he became a fan of Star Wars. We asked him a couple of questions about Knights of the Old Republic. And we asked him some questions about Full Throttle, Republic Commando, Rebel Strike. But then we actually had the bad idea of pre-recording this interview and making the cuts as LucasArts wanted us to cut them. Therefore, you won't hear about Full Throttle and you won't hear anything about Rebel Strike, but we will make it our sole purpose in web fan-based audio show to actually get some news from Rebel Strike for you guys. And, uh, well, Full Throttle, I guess we just like Forget about it. We just can't forget about it. <laughs> Sadly enough. Uh, maybe in a couple of years, you know, they'll try it again. Uh, we can only hope. That's it. So, then going to actually start the interview with you right now. And uh, we're going to be uh, cutting in, uh, in two, two times. Two times. Uh, once after five minutes. Sorry, you know. 
It just worked out that way. That's it. <laughs> Sometimes it just happens. And uh, we're going to... Nature ha- calls. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to actually be going back to, to it about 10 minutes later. So talk to you in about 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. And we're on. Hello, this is Sebastian, and you're listening to a live interview with Mr. Mike Gallo from uh, LucasArts, producer of the game uh, Knights of the Old Republic. He's also credited by uh, Konami and LucasArts as many other companies. He's been uh, in the game business ever since the 1990s. He's been credited for many games such as Star Wars Galaxies, Star Wars Racer Revenge, Silent Hill, Star Wars Episode One, Tiny Toon Adventures 2, Montana's Voice Movie Madness, uh, Batman the Animated Series, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 3 Radical Rescue, and Mission um, Impossible. So, how are you doing, Mike? I'm good. That's, uh, that's quite a long time ago, that. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we said, you've been around ever since the 90s, the beginning of the 90s? Uh, actually, I started a little bit before that with NEC uh, as a game rep uh, working for Turbo Graphics. Okay. And uh, we're going to go ahead and ask you a couple of general questions on yourself. Uh, would you consider yourself a Star Wars fan? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> how did, it, how did that you actually became a Star Wars fan? Well, I, I grew up with the original trilogy films. Uh, the very first one, you know, Star Wars Episode Four. I saw when I was uh, like four years old in the drive-in theater. And, um, I remember going back to see it again the next night. Uh, with my dad, so I got to see it twice in two nights, and that was that was pretty much it. I was hooked from that point on. <laughs> Ever since then, and did you became a bigger Star Wars fan working for LucasArts? Yeah, I mean, one of my dreams in the game industry was to work for LucasArts because it combined three things that I really loved the most, which were video games, Star Wars, and movies, uh, and it's a really unique opportunity because. LucasArts is tied directly to Lucasfilm, and, uh, you know, it's all about Star Wars and Indiana Jones and uh, those films as well, so. So you get all the insider's info. (laughs) Yes, I know a lot. (laughs) Well, actually, that's what my next question is all about. Uh, I was wondering if you were a spoiled fan, and by that I mean do you follow every news and rumors about uh, Episode 3? Yeah, uh, actually, I probably go to the same sites that everybody else goes to to read uh, news and rumors and uh, little tidbits of things. And uh, now that I'm working for the company, I kind of go to look and see how accurate people are rather than just looking to see what's actually going on. (laughs) And uh, are you actually registered with Hyperspace? Uh, No, I'm not, actually. We've been trying to get uh, some accounts set up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What do you think about the prequels movies? Uh, well, obviously, I think growing up with the original ones, you know, my favorite one is still Empire. Um, but, you know, I was actually pleasantly surprised with Attack of the Clones. I was really amazed seeing it on the IMAX. And, uh, you know, seeing Clone Troopers 60 feet high on screen was pretty awesome. Um, I prefer the original trilogy. Okay. Uh, can we hope... That is my... <laughs> there you go. That's what I will say. That's good. Uh, can we hope to see some games coming out even late after Episode 3 came out, uh, 2007, 2015, etc., etc.? 
Oh, I'm sure that uh, we'll be able to explore some other areas of the Star Wars universe that we haven't gotten to, uh, you know, in some of the games we've done now or in the movies beyond, you know, 2005. I mean, you know, one of the, ga- the game that I just finished working on, which was Star Wars Night's Old Republic, takes place 4,000 years before the film. So I think that the, you know, the reception that game has got, you know, shows that there definitely is interest in exploring other areas of the Star Wars universe, so. Okay. Uh, we all know about Moore's Law about computers, that every computer has to be upgraded every six months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're seeing this to be true in the, the game industry as well. Is there a particular reason why you, you keep on developing games for higher plat, uh, platforms and not stay with the Pantheon 2 or Pantheon 3 uh, computers? Well, I think that uh, we've actually had a pretty, you know, a fair amount of games that have been done for uh, machines that are not the highest end machines. So, uh, you know, like Galactic Battlegrounds was um, developed specifically with the lower end Pentium machines in mind, uh, and you know, obviously will play well on the new, the high end machines, but. Uh, to reach that larger audience and to let the fans that haven't upgraded, uh, don't want to upgrade, you know, they can still play some of the Star Wars games. And I think uh, Knights of the Republic, we haven't announced the official specs for that yet on the PC, but it's not going to require a high-end machine to play it. Uh, you'll obviously get the benefits of playing on a high-end machine with a high-end video card uh, if you have that stuff, but it won't require, um, you know, a Pentium gigahertz, uh, P4, 3 gigahertz machine to play. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> so, we're just going to go on a small break. Uh, stay with us. We're going to be right back on Star Wars on Direct. Cyclan.net, c'est... Les toutes dernières actualités sur l'univers Star Wars. Plusieurs dossiers sur la saga. Des événements et rencontres entre fans. Un énorme forum de discussion. Une radio web à contenu 100% Star Wars, incluant une ligne ouverte en direct. Plusieurs concours ouverts au Québec et en Europe. Et bien plus encore. Ne résistez pas à la tentation du côté obscur. Cliquez sur le www.citlan.net. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. And we're back from the break. <laughs> so, start talking with Mike Gallo from LucasArts. Hi again, Mike. Hello. Uh, we're going to be introducing ourselves into the Knights of the Old Republic, which, we, which is one of the most recent games that you've produced. Um, how, was, how, how fun was the team that you worked with to produce the, the game? Well, for those people that don't know, uh, we actually worked with a company called BioWare, which is based in Edmonton, Alberta. And uh, that team is world-known for their RPGs. They've done Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 2, Uh, Neverwinter Nights most recently, and now Star Wars Nights Old Republic. So, um, a little bit of background on them. But, uh, you know, working with that team up in Edmonton, I spent a long time up there uh, and coming from, uh, originally from Chicago, but living in California for the last few years. It's very cold up in Edmonton in the winter. <laughs> um, but uh, the team themselves, 
uh, and I cannot say enough good things about them. I mean, it is a team of extremely dedicated uh, men and women that love making games, and I think that that really comes through in the final product, and um, you can see it. You can see the dedication that went into it. And, um, I mean, they're just their design and writing team is, is fantastic, uh, and Casey Hudson, who's the producer, project director at Bioware, um, is you know, one of the most talented guys I've worked with, and I really have a lot of respect for him. Uh, you know, just in his broad his broad sense of knowledge about game development, but also uh, design sense as well. So. That's a good thing. Okay. Uh, well, talking about Bioware, is there any stuff that they wanted to put in Knights of the Old Republic, but because of time restrictions, they couldn't do it? Uh, if so, what are the chances that uh, we might see it uh, on the Xbox Live? Uh, sure. There's always things that uh, you know both developer and publisher want to get done in the game that you never have time for. Uh, you know, some of those things get cut very early on in development. Uh, you know, originally we had talked about. Uh, the game having a completely separate dark and light side story. Um, obviously, we did go that route, and we can now have a story where that's integrated. And I think that it actually works a little bit better that way because you have these choices and these moral uh, choices that come up in the game where you know, your character has to make a choice right away in dialogue what they need to do. Uh, and that really affects how their character evolves through the game. So uh, that, that's one small example. But um, you know, on the other end, you know, we can't talk about the Xbox Live content yet. We will have some stuff that'll be uh, very cool for players to go back through the game and, and play with some items and weapons. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, uh, we obviously can't talk about what we're going to do uh, in the future yet. <laughs> the, the Lucas Heart implant is troubling in your in your head right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> we can't. Yeah, they're telling me, hey, don't talk about that one. Don't talk about that. Um, is there well? There, is there actually anything that you wanted to put in the game, but LucasArts said no? Like, uh, for instance, Yoda's species. Hmm. Um, well, Yoda's species did make it in the game. Uh, we don't have a name for Yoda's species yet, so we just call him Yoda's species right now. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a few things that we had to revise or change, uh, and we were very involved in the beginning uh, story discussions with Bioware and. Um, you know, the ranch is also very involved because we have to have everything approved through Lucasfilm licensing. So they go through a strict approval process with the story and with the script uh, and things like that. So, um, I mean, nothing really comes to mind that we had to that we had to cut uh, or change. I mean, it was a lot of very minor things and making sure that we weren't, um, you know, for example, weren't swearing too much. Uh, <laughs> I see. Uh, how long would you describe the game to be? Uh, would you think it's like a Final Fantasy game where you get sucked into the battles, or is it more just like an action game uh, without levels, like an RPG? Uh, well, the game is definitely an RPG, and it was designed uh, to be uh, you know, a rules-based RPG that had cinematic combat. So uh, the combat is all done in real time in the game world, so you never actually have that... You don't have a, uh, a small game world map where you then go into a combat map. Everything is done uh, right there in the game world. This is actually a pretty unique feature for a game of this size and of this scope. Um, you know, every single combat move that you can do, you, you know, you walk up to an enemy and you do it right there. So, um, and that is done in a rules-based system that is cinematic and 
time, but uh, can be handled like a, a rules-based, turn-based RPG. Okay. Uh, I'm going to skip to one of the, our fans' questions here. Uh, at one point in the game, Candorus, the Mandalorian, mentions that he was on a mission and met a living asteroid in space, which supposedly was in fact a Yuzen Vong Coral Skipper. Who, who got the idea to mention the Coral Skipper? Well, we can't confirm or deny what exactly he's referring to, but uh, that, again, is a credit to the writing team at BioWare. Uh, those guys spend tons of time going through uh, you know, material uh, from the expanded universe, the comic books, uh, all of the novels, things like that. So, uh, you know, it it's, was one of the writers that actually wrote that into his dialogue. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, little bit uh, going back to the design of the game. Uh, it was it, it has kind of a prequel look to what we can see on the website, and uh, I've asked some friends who have the game and played so far, and they really enjoyed it. But they do believe it has a prequel look to it, unlike the Tales of the Jedi uh, kind of look. Uh, what, what kind of decision uh, was made instead of going with the Tales of the Jedi look of the ships? Uh, well, we really wanted to look at the movies for inspiration because that's the stuff that is most familiar to people, uh, you know. And the the art team and the art director spent a lot of time looking at the films, uh, looking at you know a lot of the art books from Episode One and Two, and then from the original, uh, you know, four, five, and six movies. Um, so the inspiration was drawn from the films. Those are the things that people know the most. Uh, those are the things that people are most familiar with, and that's you know we really wanted to be able to visually tie in, um, you know, on a subconscious level for people. You know, they may look at something and go, oh, yeah, that looks like the Millennium Falcon, but they may see something else that they they know is familiar and they know is from the Star Wars universe, but you know, they're not, you know, they don't, they can't pinpoint it, but they know that it's Star Wars. Okay. No, which is a good, it's a good answer. Thank you. Um... We we know that Knights of the Old Republic is an incredible success in store. Actually, well, here in Canada, uh, we, can, we can say that. Um, the the people are really excited with the story having being set in the Tales of the Jedi era. Is there any chance that we can we'll see another game, a sequel, probably to uh, to Knights of the Old Republic, but it'll include uh, major characters like Yulek Teldroma or Exer Khan? Um, yeah, we we definitely want to work that stuff in as much as we can, and, and it's typically done in a way that uh, you know will be kind of a, a treat for the fans that that know who that character is or know uh, what that setting is. Um, and obviously, you know, the success in the estates has been uh, tremendous as well. We couldn't be happier. Actually, uh, we're just working on the PC one right now, but uh, the Xbox one has already been a tremendous success. Um, going forward, I mean. Again, there's nothing official, but you know, uh, all signs would point to you know us wanting to do a sequel uh, to the game, and um, you know, if that goes forward, uh, we will obviously try to work in as many ties to the uh, Tales of the Jedi time period or the you know expanded universe stuff as we can, and as makes sense in the story. Okay. Um, anything, any news that you can give us on the PC release of Knights of the Old Republic? Uh, right now we're on schedule for a November release. 
in North America, and uh, we're trying to make a simultaneous worldwide release, uh, which means that uh, the U.S. version as well as the rest of the world will ship uh, just within a couple of days of, days of each other, uh, which will be quite a feat for a game of this size. Uh, we're uh, just really tidying up the final touches on the, the PC-specific features, the mouse and keyboard, uh, the new movie player, things like that, and um, getting ready to go into full, full-blown QA. Okay. Any hint you can give us on to what the new planet will be, because we, we've heard there was going to be a new planet in the PC version of the game. Well, we actually haven't announced any additional content for the PC version yet, and um, you know, you'll have to keep checking back to see what, if anything, we're going to add into the PC one besides uh, you know, mouse and keyboard and Uh, additional textures and resolutions and things like that. Okay. Um, anything you can tell to the people for the uh, for, for the Xbox if an, uh, if an expansion pack is going to be available or something like that? Well, we do have the Xbox Live content, which will be available. We haven't announced the date for that yet, but it'll be later this year. And uh, we haven't announced exactly what that content will be, other than that it will be additional weapons and items that you can use in the game. Okay. Um, are, will, will, those hap will, will those updates be free on Xbox Live, or will people have to pay for them? Uh, no, it'll be uh, it'll be a free download that that we can't confirm. It'll it'll all be free. Okay. Can we expect a collector's edition for the PC version of the game? Uh, you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> Because always in movement is the future. Yes. So, are you big? book fan? Do you read a lot of the, 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 the Star Wars books? I actually really kind of got back into it with the Air of the Empire stuff, which I think everybody did, uh, and then, uh, you know, the Dark Empire comic books, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I haven't read as many of the books as uh, most of the guys here. Uh, I have to rely on some of those guys for comments on specific things. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you familiar with the, the NJO series? The latest ones. Okay. Not, not a problem, because the question that I'm coming to is, we were wondering if you think that Knights of the Old Republic might see it itself being depicted as a comic from Dark Horse or for a new book for, from Del Rey. Yeah, again, I mean, those, those types of things are uh, always discussed, but uh, there's nothing official that we can talk about yet. And, um, you know, I know that given the success of the game and the response we've received, Not just from the game press, but from you know the other uh, other press in the U.S. and around the world. Uh, you know, there's certainly possibilities for other things to happen, but there's nothing confirmed yet. Okay. Uh, another question from from fans now. Uh, there's Alien Hayes said he wanted to know if there was going to be a force boat in the PC version of uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, no, there's no new plans to add any new vehicles or anything to it, so, to the PC one. Well, we're going to go to a short break now, so please stay with us on Star Wars on Direct. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct. Uh, this has been the first part of the interview, well, the, the two first part of the interview with Mike Gallo. Uh, we still have some, some uh, interesting questions we asked him about Republic Commando, which is an upcoming game for GameCube, I believe. Brian? 
what? GameCube? <laughs> yes, GameCube. Rebel Re- Strike? No, Republic Commando. Is it, is it or is it for PC? I don't know. Uh, probably PC. PC, Xbox, I think. PC, GameCube. Xbox. They don't like GameCube. They don't like GameCube. Sniff, sniff. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this great internet web-based fan radio show is brought to you by none other than SimpleNet. At SimpleNet, you will get a very reasonable, reasonable cost and advertising space for your company. A website built for, your, for you by our team of professionals are quite simply a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth as of the solution of turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. And now That's we're going back to the. We're going to go back to the interview with Mike Gallo, as we said uh, earlier, with uh, Republic Commando questions now, and uh, it's pretty interesting. I uh, I invite you to listen and turn off your TV if uh, your dear President Bush has started listening again, talking again, because we realized he was talking during the first two parts of the interview. So sorry about that eighty billions dollars you just lost. <laughs> <laughs> On the interview. We've seen many partnerships with, Lucas, with LucasArts happening between uh, Microsoft with the Xbox, Sony with the PlayStation, and um, like over the, over the years they've been developing many games. Uh, Star Wars Galaxies was actually out from Sony Entertainment, and uh, we were wondering if there was going to be more development made with Sony and PlayStation in terms of first-person shooters because there's been many games for other platforms but the PlayStation 2 is still one of shy platforms of LucasArts. Uh, yeah, obviously, the PlayStation 2 games uh, that we've released in the past, we haven't had one for a little while here, but uh, I do promise that we have PlayStation 2 product in the works, and uh, you'll probably be hearing about that stuff first um, within the next you know, several months. Oh, that sounds good. Okay, so now I'm going to go to an upcoming an upcoming game that I believe you actually worked on, which is Republic Commando. Uh, actually, I worked on that for a very brief period of time. So you've heard of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not a rumor. <laughs> some, we've, some we've already we have released a video of that. So yes, and you can actually see it on LucasArts websites, and it's incredibly. Well done. I just can't wait to see the actual game. Uh, many fans actually sent us questions about being in the first-person Stormtrooper game, but in, in Republic Commando, I'm, I'm going to believe that we're going to see first-person uh, Clone Trooper action, which is going to be really cool. You actually told us about that video uh, at this year, that, that was at this year's E3 and is now available for us on the Internet. Uh, when will we have more information about the game? When will we have the first in-game images? Uh, you know, is it a first-person shooter, is, uh, just like Rainbow Six, or is it going to be something like Metroid Prime? Yeah, again, because we haven't officially really announced anything beyond that video to people, um, and the PR marketing department and the development team are, will, are working hard on actually coming up with a rollout plan for information because that game is scheduled uh, for 2004. Uh, it's a little bit too early to start talking about specifics, but uh, I'm, I know that you will be hearing information about it uh, over the next year or so. Okay, sounds good. Um, 
is there so there's basically anything you can tell us about that game sadly enough okay that's okay <laughs> so not much, there's not much I can tell you about <laughs> well, if you want to know some episode 3 stuff yes <laughs> we're, we're always open for that kind of information <laughs> you can always oh no sorry I can't say anything <laughs> okay well uh, Mike just like a few questions about yourself uh, are you a collector in any kind. I mean, do you connect? Do you collect Star Wars games or action figures? That is a really funny question. As I sit at my desk looking at all of my Star Wars toys that are in my cube, um, yeah, I am actually a, uh, a very big collector of Star Wars toys specifically, but I also collect uh, some sports things as well. Okay. Mike, is there anything you'd like to promote an upcoming game or something like that that you'd like us to go buy in store? <laughs> oh well, obviously, uh, for anybody that hasn't had a chance to play Star Wars: Knights of the Republic yet, uh, I think that uh, they'll in, they're in for quite a treat. I think that uh, you know the reviews that have, that have been out there, you should take a look at those. And story is fantastic. The game is great. So uh, go buy that. That'll make me happy. Uh, but uh, on the other end, you know, we have a lot of stuff coming out later this fall. Um, we have Gladius coming out on the Xbox GameCube PS2. Uh, we have Rebel Strike coming out on the GameCube. And then, uh, of course, we have Jedi Academy coming out on PC and Xbox. Well, I guess that's, that's it. Thank you very much for talking with us. And uh, we're going to go to uh, our break again, promoting our... Uh, Nice sponsors. Thank you, everybody who actually sponsors that show. We don't know why you do it, but keep on doing it. <laughs> We love you. <laughs> so, Mike, please stay with us. We're going to be uh, back at Star Wars on Direct, this uh, new live show for fans, for Star Wars fans most particularly. And uh, we're going to be going on with the show. So, stay with us. We're going to be right back after this break. A little bit of loneliness, a little bit of disregard Half a look of complaints, but I can't help the fact that everyone can see these scars I what I want you to want, what I want you to feel But it's like no matter what I do, I can't convince you to just believe this is real So let go watching you, turn your back like you always do Face away and pretend that I'm not, but I'll be here cause you're all that I got I Sometimes I don't make sense I, What you never want to say But I've never had a doubt It's like no matter what I do I can't convince you for once just to hear me out So let go watching you Turn your back like you always do Face away and pretend that I'm not But I'll be here cause you're all that I got
Hi, this is Mike Gallo, the producer for Star Wars Night Sail Republic for LucasArts. And this is Star Wars on Direct. And we're back to Star Wars on Direct. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Mike Gallo. I and sure did. As you can see, um, well... I'm not that good, that good of a speaker sometimes. <laughs> uh, I promise you'll get better with, with with time. You know, it will only get better. We need it can only get better. We we need practice and lots of it. To quote Eric Foreman from that '70s show. <laughs> uh, so right now we're gonna start. We're gonna talk a little bit about um, miscellaneous Star Wars news, and uh, we have our producer Danny Pepin who actually decided to bitch about something. Well, I was gonna say like. Rant? No, I was gonna say like AL people about something, but okay. <laughs> I mean, you can go, you can go either way you want. <laughs> uh, it's actually an editorial, which is, I, I think, like seriously, you should listen to what he has to say and consider it. And all of you will actually hear this show post-production, in recorded. Listen to it carefully because we're not aiming at anyone, but you know, if the hat fits you, put it on. <laughs> Uh, so in the Misc Star Wars news, uh, we have the Star Wars kid who makes the headlines again. That's right, the uh, $225,000 Canadian dollar lawsuit. Uh, actually, um, they asked around to some lawyers in the states, and apparently, he wouldn't stand a chance over there. I kind of find this awkward because you. Know, I find that disturbing. Yeah, because that's the place where you can get you, you just you can like, sue anyone. That's it. You just like bump into someone in the street and you can sue that person, the, bump, the person who bumped into like you. People are suing McDonald's because they're, they're dying fat, because the, ca- the coffee was too hot. <laughs> or that be no, because they have cancer. Also, yeah. <laughs> I'm fat, so that's because of it's McDonald's. Because exactly. McDonald's, you know, Mickey's, bad Mickey's. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's it. Well, the Star Wars kid, we actually tried to uh, reach him. And because he lives in Quebec? Because he lives in Quebec. So he's like, just like our neighbors, you know. Like two hours away. Something like yeah. that. <laughs> now and a half more. But that's it. We tried contacting him, and uh, after a couple of research, we realized that we were better. Con- we better contacted his lawyer first because we'd get in trouble otherwise. So we sent an email, a couple of emails to his lawyer. He hasn't got back up to us yet. So we're about to call him. <laughs> we'll be calling uh, his lawyer and trying to get like an interview with the lawyer or with the Star Wars kid. And uh, we're going to see if we can actually find something to support the poor kid. Because, hey, I was on TV at 7 picking up ping pong balls because of a stupid like hidden camera show. <laughs> didn't mess up my life. I mean, look at me. Now I'm hosting a radio <laughs> show. Did it mess you up? Are you sure that's... <laughs> no, I said it, it, it messed me up, you know. I'm hosting a Star Wars radio show now. Do you want an iPod? Oh yes, please. I would really love that. <laughs> I think. I do you think, think that the guys? Do you think that the guys at Jish.nu could actually sponsor uh, our Star Wars on Direct show by like <laughs> donating a little bit of PayPal? <laughs> <laughs> PayPal, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Well, the Star Wars Kids is an issue to follow. Uh, we're gonna be doing as best as we can on it. Of course, you know, we'd like we'd like to actually. This to be this this to be just a story of the past, but it's not going to go away that easily. So we're actually, I'm I'm actually about to build a lightsaber trophy to that guy, and 
I'll manage to get it to him one way or another. I don't care how he's going to get it for sure. <laughs> don't uh, get arrested, man. You can <laughs> <laughs> That's in you for trespassing. <laughs> so if you actually have any ideas for designs or uh, any ideas for what should be written on the, uh, on the trophy itself, go to the uh, board's Uh, to the fanforce.net boards in, Cana in Canada. And Canada and the Ca Quebec General. In Quebec General, that's it. And you'll find a nice uh, official uh, Star Wars kid thread there. And it's Post all explained. Your ideas. That's it. Post your ideas. <laughs> and of course, you can drop by Montreal after that and just like put some life into our forums. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> We're begging you. <laughs> uh, yeah. On the other news, uh, we have uh, Master Replica who are doing tons and tons of props. What? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> who are doing tons and tons of props, who are actually going to come up with 1,500 copies of the Django-fed uh, blaster set. That will be really an interesting, uh, an interesting piece? piece to earn, and it's going to be only 450 bucks. So only? From a, only. It's cheap. From a collector's point of view, it's not too bad. <laughs> Judging by the fact that Ansel and Carbonite sold, sold in the uh, Star Wars Insiders a couple of years ago was 2,500, you know? <laughs> a couple of blaster sets. You know, 450, <laughs> hey. That's pocket change. <laughs> 800 bucks for both? Yeah, that's... No, it's for actually... Both? No, bo both? You buy two? No, both, both of them are, are coming okay. in the case. Okay. Oh, nice boy, that, that I, thought it, I thought it was uh, 400 for one. No, 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 it's 400 for the both of them. Okay, woof. <laughs> Isn't it? Well, Master Replica actually brought us a, a lot of interesting stuff in the past couple of years. Uh, one of their most recent uh, product on the market is the Mace Windu lightsaber. And uh, you can go to their website at masterreplicas.com, I believe. The bow, I think well, so. I think they're already sold out. But I think they already sold out on the uh, Mace Windu uh, replica. Yeah. But you can actually find out, like, if you like Vader's saber better, you can get it there. If you like Luke's, Luke's sabers better, you can get it there. Uh, they also have a Jedi training probe that is, from my part, way out of proportion. <laughs> because it, that, that stuff was made out of a tennis ball, you know? They actually built something around a volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that, that big. It's like... Well, it's as big as a volleyball. Yeah. But I think the real size should the be real size a, should be a should be, ball. A, should be around a softball, maybe yeah, that big. So not not as like a small. It was built around around a tennis ball, so it comes up to okay. about a softball size. Okay, that's right. But right now the master replica is looking like a volleyball. You know? <laughs> <laughs> not that big. <laughs> oh, seriously? Well, a small What? volleyball. You know, yeah. ki a kid's volleyball. Okay. Is that, is that better, Mr. Producer? Oh. <laughs> I've got all the power here. That's right. <laughs> you have the power to shut me up. And trust me, some of my Lush Eye friends would like that. <laughs> so, Danny, you actually... Just before, uh, Jedi by Night uh, is asking us a question on the chat. Really? Why? Uh, well, that's because this is an interactive show. Brian? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Nobody It told is. me. It is. You can Call reach us. us. You can reach us by phone. You can reach us by the internet. And you can reach us... Email, well, MSN, AOL, chat room, phone. That's right. Um, I don't think we have a fax, though. Uh, yeah, no, no, not yet. No. Not yet. Sorry. But please, people, don't call when we're off the air. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> Danny gets the telephone calls, and he... And especially at 3 in the morning, you know. <laughs> Isn't that interesting, though? Hello. Yes. <laughs> anyway, 
people uh, would get to pay long distance. So that too, you know, if you're calling from the U.S., it's long distance for now. Uh, we're trying to resolve the issues uh, with something that we've been working An on for the past two years <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Messenger. So eventually, when I get my new laptop, <laughs> maybe eventually, maybe it will work. <laughs> okay. <Let's hope>. so <laughs> Phone number anyway, if you're from the from Quebec region, uh, you can call us at 1-514-942-1138 outside the Montreal area. Montreal area and uh, greater Montreal area is uh, 514-942-1138, that's right. Uh, the chat room is the link on the main menu on the official website of Star Wars on Direct, www.swendirect.com. Wow. Wasn't that good? Spelling be winner. Woohoo! You can also reach us by email at studio at swondirect.com, by MSN Messenger, swondirect at hotmail.com, on AOL Messenger at kitfisto with zero jc at aol.com. What do I know about uh, this it's thing? Just, it's just, just AOL. Just that thing. Yeah, you know, AOL is so simple. And you can also watch us through our webcam uh, on the main menu. And it's no, it's not a 24-hour webcam, so you will not get to see no. Danny walk around uh, in the studios <laughs> of uh, Star Wars on Direct. So uh, we actually you have to it. pay for that. Yeah, you have to pay for that. <laughs> it's a, it's a long life membership, five hundred dollars a month. <laughs> And uh, Jedi by Night was actually surprised on the uh, on the chat because we told him that uh, we made a five hour show, but it's more like five hour and a half, right? Yep. And it was on Star Wars Galaxies, mm-hmm. the uh, good wor- the uh, good um, good game that came out mm-hmm. and ripped people of their life. See, <laughs> that's why nobody's case. listening. No, that's why that's why Wookie Mart's not listening. Hi, Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed he, he's supposed to be here, but uh, he's playing Star Wars Galaxy. So. That's right. Well, uh, Jedi by Night asked us uh, if uh, what is our reaction on the old Star Wars fan work thing. Yeah, well, Nathan Butler, the host of uh, Chrono Radio, approached one of the great webmasters of the U.S., Luke, uh, Lou Tambone, and uh, asked him for a little. Place where a space where, where we could actually park his website, and his website would be StarWarsFanWorks.com. Because uh, actually, I think it it was to park fan audio. There was no place well, for fan audio. Uh, that, no hosting that, for that's fan what, audio. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. Um, Nathan actually was not really happy about the whole audio fan situation in the entire. Uh, Star Wars fandom all over the world because we have the first .net of course who uh, holds who holds up some uh, some of the Stormtrooper Bob episodes from Jedi Talk. We have uh, the first .net who actually holds up fan films but doesn't hold up you know breakbeats or stuff like that. Uh, as a matter of fact, as I was saying earlier in the show, our our good fr- our good uh, technic- audio technician uh, Francois Raven is uh, has actually made an incredible mix with Fuck Authority. Uh, what's the uh, The group is Pennywise from from Pennywise, and I it's mean the Den- Death Star Trench remix. That's yeah. it. It's incredible, seriously, and it's also, it's not hosted anywhere except on no, it's not it's not even on Setland anymore, you know. So yeah, maybe in the forum somewhere somewhere. Yeah, uh, probably I think so. dig up the link somewhere if you send. But I think now. Riven. No, that's okay. But I think Riven will put it on FanWorks. It will probably be on yeah. FanWorks because that's the whole purpose of FanWorks. The StarWarsFanWorks.com website is actually a website dedicated to audio FanWorks. So all the remixes you do at home and you think are so cool, you submit them to Nathan, mm-hmm. you will listen to them, and if he thinks they're really cool, you'll actually put them online and everybody can listen to them. 
And uh, it's the same thing for radio dramas or uh, audio, exactly. every audio production. One of the audio productions that's pretty good right now, that, that came out fairly recently, about two weeks ago, is Rise of Nobility. And uh, I haven't had a chance to actually go through it all, but it's really interesting. Uh, one of our colleagues also uh, was doing the Requiem of the Outcast. Uh, internet a brand radio new show. show yeah. it's, it's a brand internet radio show. They're up to one uh, episode. And they're bringing us another one in about two to three weeks, probably. Yeah. So it's going to be really, really interesting to follow up on that. On the, on that Fan audio is growing. Ooh. That's right. And we're getting more popular. And we're getting more attention. So maybe Hopefully. we can get something out of it, you know. After the Star Wars fan film uh, contest at Star Wars Celebration 2, maybe we'll get the, the Star Wars fan audio contest at Star Wars Celebration 3. That would be cool. Who knows? Who knows? With our contacts and everything. Hey. <laughs> Everything's possible. That's right. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, the, the old Star Wars fanworks uh, thing. It's a great idea. We think it's a really good idea. Uh, if you ask me, some people should have thought of it like a couple of years ago. However, I have to admit that Star Wars fandom being so scrambly, uh, a couple of years ago it didn't work that much. Some people tried it earlier. Uh, we, there, there used to be a fan force board about uh, fan audio in the Jedi uh, Council on the Force.net, but it just went overboard because people were not participating enough or people were not putting up as much uh, fan production as they were supposed to be and they just had to let it go. So we wish a very good luck to Star Wars Fanworks here at uh, Star Wars on Direct and we hope it's just for the best. That's all we have to say about it. Yep. However, we have something more to say. <laughs> really? Well, Danny has something more to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, and yeah. It's, it's, it's not concerning that in particular, but... You know, I think you'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm putting my head on, on the chopping block here, so... <laughs> That's right. Okay, uh, my editor... Wait, 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 wait. Please note that the opinions of Danny Pepe are not reflected <laughs> by the, <laughs> the host of uh, Star Wars on the rest. It's not us. It's not us. It's Danny. It's <laughs> Danny. I'm not involved in anything you do, <laughs> except this show, so... <laughs> Whoops. So, if the show goes, we goes. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. Okay, uh, the editorial is called Star Wars Web Wars. Okay. Blackmail, espionage, backstabbing, slandering. No, this is not the latest episode of Survivor. I'm talking about the big web war between the major Star Wars website. The big competition that make those websites do things that the visitor would never have thought possible. Don't get me wrong, competition between websites is good if it pushes the webmaster to do better websites. But it's bad if it goes to low blows, insult, and such. I don't really know what really started that war, and personally, I don't give a crap about it as long as it doesn't affect smaller websites that have interesting content to share, and most important, the fans. Yes, people running those websites are probably stubborn with their politics. And don't post this if the other has done so. Do not support this website because the other did. Uh, do only exclusive partnership, etc., etc. The race to get more fans, getting the exclusive info, and always be the one who, posts, who posted the first news uh, can take its toll on the staff. And pushing staffers only creates stress. I don't really know the working inside the wall of those big websites, but I'm pretty damn sure that there's some tension lobbying and inner conflict be between some staffers on issues and politics that they have to follow. If they don't like it, they'll probably suck it up and just keep, uh, just to keep their job and prestige that the website gets them. 
How can you agree to that kind of bad competition as a Star Wars fan, besides having a personal grudge against someone from the other side, or be guided by pure hatred? Wake up, we're, we're, we are all in the same family here, the Star Wars fandom. We don't need to be divided, we need to be united. Yes, fans will have their favorite board or website, but I'm pretty sure that most of them go to all the big three every day. So yes, you'll get your visitors and publicity money to pay for for your bandwidth if you keep doing the essentials. And believe me, I know what type of what that type of competition is all about because our own Star Wars news website is involved in the same kind of war in the French community. But our own conflict is very far from the extent of the U.S. war of the fourth. Uh, is it the U.S. culture that drives that war to this level? I don't really know. But there's no competi competition of this extent that I know of g going on in, under, in other countries of the world between Star Wars website owners. The desire only to be the very best and taking any possible action, good or bad, to achieve that goal, even if it has bad reper reper repercussions, isn't the way to go. Uh, do your own thing and you'll get more respect for that. Get alive, people. Star Wars is a great phenomenon, but it's still only movies. You don't have to start an all-out war just to get your point through uh, or the most rec recognized website. Talk to each other and share info if you can, but there's a place for everybody out there. So for all you webmasters, present and future, who see the internet as a big battlefield, I invite you to reconsider your position. There are far more important battles to be won in your own real lives, so don't get miserable by wasting your time trying to beat up and hating other websites. It's simply not worth it. Believe me, someday you'll probably regret your action, but it will be too late for redemption. Think about it. I sure, sure, I sure will. You got comments, send them to studio at swendirect.com. There you go. Okay, and of course you have to know that uh, Lunatic here, the uh, producer of this show, is seen as uh, pretty much a dictator on uh, on uh, the forums of uh, <laughs> his own website, Setman. <laughs> yep. And Setman has been growing very much in the past four years. It's uh, scary. It's, it's big. It's, it's gotten real big. That's it. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to brag, and I don't want to get cocky, but we actually are the biggest Star Wars French reference on the web out there. You know. We have. The encyclopedias are great. That's they it. are amazing. If you'd like so to check our sponsor, the website is there. Yeah, so check it out. So, whew, that, was good. It. that was good. Uh, actually, sorry for the accent, everybody. That's <laughs> okay. As I said earlier, it's okay. Uh, a couple of things I'd have to add to this uh, editorial is actually, you know, uh, as you were saying, uh, what future and past webmaster who are actually out there. Uh, waging those wars uh, think about it people it's like the set wars <laughs> I mean sure some of you will, will come out victorious and some of you will just like go are, are get get bored are or going or to fail to fail but that's life you know uh, some, some, something stays on and some things don't uh, if you're planning to actually open a Star Wars website think about it and think about it very good because you're putting up against major competition you know if you actually have the time to take a look around and do a lot of work for a Star Wars website, you should actually 
try and get yourself working for an actual website that's working right now. Because trust me, that's what I did with Sitland, and I'm proud I did, because look where I am today. I'm hosting the English version of Star Wars on Direct, co-hosting the French version, and I'm really proud of that. I did a lot of good work on Sitland so far. Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And um, Insider's work. That's it, you know. It's... It's something that I'm really proud of, but in, at the first time I actually met with uh, Lunatic, with, with Danny here, the first thing I told him was, you know, I plan on, on opening my own website. It's going to be just like TheForce.net, except it's going to be in French. I think that was the, probably the phrase that convinced him that I was going to work for, him, for, for them to make some news and stuff like that. And it lasted a couple of months, but, you know, after some time you, get, you realize that you don't always have the time to do everything you want, you'd like to do. And if you're going to open a website and go up against major websites... Do it for yourself, not you know, to, to battle against other websites. That's it. I mean, you, you don't need to open, up to, up to open another website. The last thing we need, seriously, fans, the last thing we need out there is another Star Wars fan site that has no other goals but to repeat what we already can, found, can find on some other websites. I'm not saying that I'm against fan sites. On the contrary, fan sites are really cool. If you have like a costume, if you have audio works, if you have fan films you want to come up with, do it. You know, you don't have to only post it on theforce.net or you don't only have to post it on uh, starwarsfanworks.com. Yep. Uh, you know, do, you, do yourself a favor and have your, your own website where people can find more information about you. But if you actually want to do something about Star Wars news and uh, hyperspace news and stuff like that, Try to get, try to enroll yourself in, just to name them, you know, theforce.net, JediNet, uh, StarWarsWithZ.com. Uh, these are like major websites. You that can do a, a fan site just to practice your HTML or that's your it. web. And I'm going to refer to really current event that happened on Sitman. We had a little trivial dispute with some collectors that were saying, you know, oh, we don't have uh, enough news we want. We don't have. Uh, what we'd like to see on Sitland and they decided to part to part of us and go with another website which will remain unnamed for, for the time being but on that when they got to that website which was an English website they actually asked the webmaster if they could do the, the, if they could actually do the French news and what had Sitland been looking for for the past about what can I say two years no one year for, for the past year people to actually help the main manager of the collection section do news And what, they're do- what are they doing now? They're finding time, somehow, to put up news over there. That's, I find this weird and awkward. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just me, you know, but they, they, they're, on the, they're on their own website in French and everything. They don't have any time. They go to another website, and suddenly time comes up. Oh. Magically. Welcome into the twilight. Like a dream. Welcome into the twilight zone. So, what I'm saying is... Major websites did not become major websites being, uh, being worked by only one person. And major websites lose people every day. Okay? I'm, I'm, an R, I'm an RSN, a moderator on the fanforce.net board, and we lose moderator, we lose uh, city representative every day. We every day? Every day. Awesome. People have to retire, and some other people come in to replace them, but, you know... Every day there's somebody that has to go. Everybody's expendable. Almost. People are coming <laughs> and going. Yeah, that's it, you know. So a team effort. That's right. So you actually have... You, I, I, su- I highly suggest you pose your, sub- your subscription to a team. 
work with other people is going to be is going to be 10 times easier to actually do your job and you're going to be doing a 10 times better job if you have a good team of people working with you yeah and you have a support staff staff yeah. staff That's the important right. is that you work hard because major websites won't hire people that doesn't work hard That's right I guess that's what we had to say about this. Yep. What's the next news? Uh, what we're going to go what we're going to do now is we're going to go to a short musical break. Yep. Break. So, we're going to introduce you with uh, How are you happy now from Michelle Branch? And we're going to come back with an event chronicle of what's happening in Canada and uh in the convention world of the US and after that we're going to have a little uh, wanted section because yes, we are putting bounty on your heads too. <laughs> And we're going to leave you with a small break with Michelle Branch and uh, the Are you famous happy song, now? Are You Happy Now? Now, don't just walk away Pretending
and we are back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom, that is. That's right. So, Brian. Yes. How you doing? Holding up pretty good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. You? I'm about to need water. <laughs> <laughs> you got your bottle right here. That's right. Uh, okay, well, now we're going to do a little event chronic, uh, which is about... We're going we're, we're to call it the community update. Community update. On Star Wars on Direct. <laughs> this uh, the basis for that uh, for that uh, update that, com- that community update is actually to inform people of what's happening uh, everywhere around the world in their community across uh, the fandom across yeah. fandom and fandom goes across the world so across the world that's right across the world around the world around the world. <laughs> okay, so we're but gonna s- we're uh, we're telling what we find. We, if if you right. have an event in your country that we don't speak about, but just send us an, e- an, an email. That's right. We'll, uh, if you live in India and you have a big Star Wars march coming up that you'd like us to promote about, feel free to send us an email to studio at starwarsondirect.com and uh, it will be our pleasure to actually air it, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so we're going to start uh, very easily with uh, an event that's going to happen in... Uh, in sept- on September 27th in St. Catharines, Ontario, Cana- Canada. Can- K- 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 Connecticut? No, that's Canada. I'll get the hang of it. <laughs> Canada, eh? That's right. Canada. Canada. So, the Young Jedi Niagara Fanforce uh, chapter, with mem- along with members of Fanforce chapters from Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo, Toronto, and London as well, as the 501st Stormtrooper Legion and the Rebel Legion will be marching in 52nd Annual Wine Ni- Niagara Wine Grape and Wine Festival Grand Parade. 200,000 people line in the downtown streets to watch this parade, and this year they will see over 50 people in Star Wars costume as of now, which means if you want to have a good time on September 27th, which is a Saturday in a weekend, I believe, you can actually go down to St. Catharines, Ontario, and have fun with our fan, with our fan force fellow from Young Jedi Niagara. The uh, Road Squadron from New York has been cordially invited to an end of summer barbecue and a pool party on Saturday, September 13th, with the Rhode Island Sci-Fi Club Sci-Fi Journal. The fun begins at 1 p.m. Since it's a private residence, please feel free to email idareal at fanforce.net or PM Carry for directions to the to the party. Check out this thread for more uh, information question. Hope to see you there. To take a look at this infamous thread, you can uh, simply go to the fanforce.net main page and uh, check out the latest news about the Road Squadron uh, barbecue. And uh, now we're going to be talking about a little bit about conventions that are coming up. And I'm keeping it better for the end, you know. Okay. Local best for last. Best, the best for last. At least, but at last, but not least, the uh, the local ones. So, we're going to be talking about something that's happening in Tinley Park, Illinois, the Midwest Non-Sport Card Expo. So, if you have any baseball cards, please do not show up, I guess. <laughs> Which will be happening on September 19th through the 21st, and we w- they will actually be receiving uh, Dermot Crowley, which was uh, General Medine in Return of the Jedi, Mike Quinn, none other than the Celestian Nian Nam, and Eric Walker, who was Mace in the Ewoks Adventures. This uh, convention uh, will be located in the Holiday Inn Convention Center, 1800501 South Harlem Avenue, Tinley Park, Illinois. 
from uh, Friday Sunday hours are all listed on the fa- on uh, the the, the force.net convention website. The other one on September 20 and 21st, the Super Mega Show and Festival in Secosis, New Jersey. The Star Wars guests will be Kenny Baker and Anthony Daniels. Now, we can tell you from the past that Anthony Daniels don't li- doesn't like Kenny Baker and Kenny Baker doesn't like Anthony Daniels. We've heard that for, from con organizers before. Now, I can tell you that this is a show not to miss. They probably won't be on the stage at the same time. Probably not. Because I hope so. If they were, <laughs> it would be sparks flying. <laughs> Somebody get a mini DV cam out there. And please and tape it. Oh yeah, please tape <laughs> it because we want to s- we want to see sparks fly. <laughs> this will be at the Crown Plaza Secosis Meadowlands to Armand Plaza Secosis, New Jersey. As uh, if you w- if you like to get some more information, you can visit their website at www.supermegashow.com. The Echo Base Charity Convention 2003 in uh, I'm sorry if I budged that Newigen. name. Newigen. Newigen in the Netherlands. You've been there, haven't you? No. But you've been in the Netherlands. Yes, Amsterdam and Groningen. How, how was it? It was beautiful. To be one third under one third level uh, under the sea. It's scary. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Everything's really flat. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can drown. That's the only place you can actually drown in your sleep without knowing like, it. Without without being being warned. On September 27th, there will be a little uh, charity convention. We'll, they will be receiving uh, Alan Roscoe, who uh, was playing Plo Koon in Big Fortuna, The Phantom Menace, and uh, Ladbad in Attack of the Clone. Michael Carter, who was the actual Bib Fortuna of Return of the Jedi. John Hollis, who was Lobot in The Empire Strikes Back. Kenneth Coley, none other than Admiral Piet. Actually, it was more like Captain Piet, but became Admiral Piet. So, there's all a big, big conversation that can, that can be made about that guy. Mm. John Coppinger, who was the Wookiee Senator in The Phantom Menace and Jabba's Sculptor in Return of the Jedi. Gus Lopez, of course, the ultimate collectioner and the columnist. Collector. Yep, you're right. You, you said I it know, in I know, I know. Collectioner. It has this taste of it, you know, it's spicy. A cachet? A cachet. That's oh. right. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Kurtz, the producer of A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back, will also be there. Many events will be announced. For more information, you can go to www.swfanclub.nl/con. AdventureCon 2.5. They missed the third one, so they're getting like half a con. With uh, none other than Jeremy Bullock so far. Uh, more guests to be announced, apparently. And uh, I can tell you from from past experience, Jeremy Bullock is an he's a great host. Yeah. He's a great host. He's a great master of ceremony, and he's a great great guest to have. The Collector Mania 4 in Mental Keys, United Kingdom, October 3rd and 5th. Uh, Star Wars guest, none other than the woman's dream, Billy Dee Williams. Oh, the ladies' man. The ladies' man. That's right. Uh, There will be about over 300 tables of sci-fi movie, comic, and car-related ephemera. Exclusive promotional items and stuff like that. For more information, we invite you to go to www.collectormania.com. The F- FSF presents Dave Prowse and Peter Mayhew in Sydney, Australia, October 4th and, fi- and 5th. The Star Wars guests will, be, will include David Prowse, of course, who played Darth Vader, Peter Mayhew, who played Chewbacca and who will play Chewbacca again in Episode 3. Yep. For those of you who didn't know, I'm sorry about that, but that's really old news. <laughs> <laughs> David Bowers, who played Massimedia in The Phantom Menace. 
Uh, Cindy Finley, who plays Slymore. My Oyaya, who played Luminara Ungly. She's a really lovely woman. Oh, yes. And uh, you, you should go meet her. She's nice. You, for more information, we invite you to go to www.fsf.com.au, as in Australia. JediCon 8. There's a funny story about JediCon. It's not 9? It, it, the, logo, the, the logo looks like a 9, but apparently it's an 8. Okay. So, you know, I won't... That's the information we got, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't bless again. It must be a typo. Yeah, well, in any case, you know, I had this idea a couple of years back to actually have a convention called JediCon, but then some fans in the United Kingdom came, ar- came around and stole the name from me. Oh. So, I actually, oh. I actually put a copyright on the next name. It's going to be Exarchon, okay? It's recorded now. That's my, that's my freaking name. Don't take it. Exarchon. <laughs> And uh, JediCon 8 will be happening in Basildon, Essex, uh, December 14, 2003, with Star Wars, ge- Star Wars guest Michael Sheard, who, uh, who was actually my Admiral Ozzel. For more information, you can go to www.scifishows.com slash JediCon. Interesting thing about, n- about uh, Michael Sheard is that he will also be appearing in the Montreal area, Oh, yes. That's right. He will our hometown. Our hometown. He will be here for none other than the concept convention, which will be, ho- which will be held November 8th. Uh, it's really low price. I think it's 15 bucks to enter, something like that. And activities are usually great. Uh, we're going to have uh, lots of fun at that convention, but that's not where the fun is going to happen. The fun <laughs> is going... <laughs> the fun... Trademark is going to happen November 6th. That's the Thursday night because we will be hosting a very VIP, a very important person uh, supper with Michael Sheard in person here in Montreal. So we're getting used to this. We did it with uh, none other than uh, Michael Stackpole. Michael Stackpole a couple of years back when he was author of uh, a lot of X-Wing book and the Dark Tide duology of the Angel series and uh, the novel I Jedi too. Yeah. And probably other stuff uh, in the Insider. He wrote a short probably. story. Yeah. yeah. And uh, um, other stuff. He's, yeah. He's just a great guy. He was here for the World Fantasy Convention, and we invited him for supper. He had a great time, and I'm sure he also had a hard time going through the custom on his way back with all the gifts we gave him. <laughs> <laughs> Poor, we're so sorry. We're sorry, Michael. <laughs> if you if you are a Star Wars celebrity, come to Montreal and go back home with a lot of gift that's right you know, <laughs> if, if you're planning on coming to Montreal let us know you'll get a free supper <laughs> <laughs> that's right so that's basically it we also we're going to talk about it because it's not yet confirmed but none other than James Luciano might be coming as well we're looking into it might might with, we hope with a capital M we're hoping with a capital W <laughs> so I guess this is it Hope no, is it's not it. H. What? Hope is with an H. Hope is with an H. You said W. Yeah, but we hope. Okay. Uh, so we is with a with a capital W. Haha, uh, <laughs> got you there. <laughs> <laughs> good save, good save. Another thing that is with a capital W. Cross referencing. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh my God! Is that we are actually putting people on our wanted list? That's right. We are looking for a man or a woman with good communication skill who's doing the major convention circuit in the United States. We're talking here about Dragon Con, Gen Con, Comic Con, Wizard World, etc. All those conventions happening in the, in the States. 
we want it, we want to be we want to be on the edge with it. So this Star Wars Undirect correspondent would record interviews for our show with Star Wars personality, personalities and fan. This person will have the equipment and software to record the edit audio file to be sent to us. No, we are sorry, we will not provide the equipment to you. QuickTime Pro. <laughs> <coughs> Shameless plug. <coughs> <laughs> you think you could help us? Send us an email at studio at starwarsundirect.com with the title SWD Correspondent. That's studio at SWENDIRECT.com. Next show, date and subject to be confirmed. Uh, we're thinking about maybe September 21st. Uh, what you can do is always visit the SWOnDirect.com uh, website. website, and you'll find out for sure about the next uh, show, what will be the subject, if we get like special mm -hmm. interviews. It will be posted there first. That's always. Right. Uh, what we're going to do is we're actually going. We're, we're, we're getting better and better, so we're going to be working on a, on a calendar section where we where you'll be able to see when we should have shows. And when we should. When we should. Should. And if the shows don't happen at mm -hmm. those dates, you'll be you'll have the same notice on the calendar and the reason why it didn't go. So, I'm guessing that now is the time to actually introduce our our best uh, friend. Yep. In our technical team, Raven. He's the one who's doing all the mixes of the promo promotion stuff you heard and everything. Um, what you're gonna listen to now is uh, after uh, after some commercial break. After some commercial break, that's right. Uh, what you're what you're about to listen to is a, a play. Uh, it's a remix made by Raven. That's a very popular uh, in our French show. The, guy, the, the Raven guy, of course. Uh, the Death Star Trench Run Go Rebel remix of Pennywise song Funk Authority. We'll be playing after the promos, so stick with us until the very end. And I'm gonna do something here. Uh, we can. Do we have any last words? It was a. It was a great so show. Brian, I think. It was a great show. What do you think? It was a bit long in the Dark Forces uh, yeah. area, yeah. but uh, we're sorry about that. You know, it's, it, it was our first show. We promise we'll do better next time. We actually had a very good idea right before this show for 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 a couple of good shows coming don't up. Don't say anything. We don't want to spoil you, so we're not going to say anything, because then he would probably kill it's, me. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. But trust me, you'll want to listen to that. You will want to. You cannot not listen to that show. <laughs> Waving your hand. That's right. You will like it. You will like it. You will love it. You'll love <laughs> it. Um... We were joined on the chat room by XE, of course. Uh, also, Chobaka uh, Joe. Yep. And a couple of other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jedi by Night. Uh, there the was a girl there, so named uh, Kiri. Kiri yes. was there in the beginning of the show. Thank you all, you guys, for showing up. And uh, those of you who are recording, who are listening to the recording of the show, we hope to see you next time because we need the fans to actually make this show because we are the voice of Star Wars fandom. And it's it is a an live interactive show. And it's an in uh, it's it's a live interactive show. So you make the show. The show is what you make of it, basically. Exactly. And if you have any suggestions for shows you'd like us to do, uh, to, to you'd like us to discuss about, please feel free. Send an email to studio at swondirect.com. That's right. So, of course, we're going to leave you with a word of our uh, sponsors. Uh, we hope to see you next time on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. And uh, thank you very much for being with us. Yes, so thanks a lot, guys. Before you. 
job I'm going to do. Yeah. This. Yep. And of course, this great show couldn't be possible without the help of SimpleNet. The host of our show, SimpleNet, is webmasters, online gamers, administrators of, or of e-business at SimpleNet will always have a solution to meet your needs. Uh, you will get a very reasonable cost, a very responsible crew, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by their team of professionals, are quite simply a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth as the solution of turnkey pre-configured game server. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Be sure to visit www.swandirect.com for more information about upcoming shows. Cyclan.net, c'est les toutes dernières actualités sur l'univers Star Wars. Plusieurs dossiers sur la saga, des événements et rencontres entre fans. Un énorme forum de discussion. Une radio web à contenu 100% Star Wars, incluant une ligne ouverte en direct. Plusieurs concours ouverts au Québec et en Europe, et bien plus encore. Ne résistez pas à la tentation du côté obscur. Cliquez sur le www.citlan.net. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. author of Tatooine Ghost and the New Jedi Order novel Star by Star. You're listening to Star Wars Undirect.